we were going to talk a little bit about um, my condo purchasing story. Yeah, we were. Because you probably can't tell in the recording, but I am actually, uh, 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 I'm something of a homeowner myself now. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, we, we, the band split up. So to speak, mm-hmm. we were all living in the same house for a while. Well, not Allison and also not Tristan. Basically me, John, and Andrew. And then yeah. there were two other guys there. But we all went our separate ways at the end of the most recent lease. And uh, and I uh, decided to buy, uh, which was, you know, a big step for me. And so I, I did it. I bought it. And then uh, realized that it was a mistake and a bad idea. <laughs> and I wasn't into the... I was not a fan of the area that I bought in. That's key. That's the and, biggest part. And yeah, you know, looking up some crime statistics after I closed, I realized there had been like a handful of assaults within like a block of me uh, in like a three week span. Woo! <laughs> so I, it, it was, um, yeah, you know, you take big steps, you tend, you risk taking big, making big mistakes. And that's exactly what happened. I don't, I don't know how you went about making that big of a decision without spending like a lot of time. The year. Yeah. Like. I'd be so paranoid about it. Like, yeah, you would perfect. think so. You would think so. So anyway, it's back on the market. Um, <laughs> if anyone's interested, if anyone's interested, you can yeah. send us a voice message and I'll put you in contact with my realtor. We can do a showing. It's in Madison, Tennessee. Those are all the details you're getting right now. Yeah. But yeah. How have you guys been? I've been pretty good, man. Like yeah. moving. We've all moved in the we, last month or so. We have all moved. Um, I am now downtown Nashville, which is. Honestly, better than I thought it would be. Yeah, I was going to say, that's totally your vibe. Yeah. I mean, until the weekends, and then party buses are going past, yeah. and I'm like, fuck mm. all of you people. Yeah. but You start seeing subtitles in real life translating what all of the woo girls are saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But most of the time, I'm at work during the peak party bus hours, and that's then there's good. like that lull between 4 p.m. and 7 p.m., mm-hmm. and normally I just, I'm walking home, and I miss all of it, so it's just yeah. like... I barely hear it through my windows because there's a lot of uh, soundproofing, which is awesome. That's great. But other than that, it's well, been a, it's a pretty good. You setup. also have to consider that you moved in right before all of the the coronavirus restrictions were lifted. This is true. Yeah, like we're yeah. We're, we're completely open at this point. There's yeah. no mask mandate. Yep. There's no curfew. Yep. There's no no social distancing requirements. We can debate whether that's a a, a good idea or not. Yeah, it's questionable, but uh, it's making me a lot more money, so yep, I'm cool same. with it. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I'm, I'm into it. Like, I, if someone wants to die at this point, you've been warned. You've of had the your risks chance. Many, many, many. Had your times. chance to get vaxxed up. Yeah. What about you, Tristan? How have you been? Yeah, things have been things have been great. I'm, I also moved. The place I used to live also had a cr- high crime rate. Nice. There, nice. On several occasions, I had just driven like through past crime scenes where they got the police tape and people were cool. taking photos and yeah. stuff. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Is uh I'm pretty sure that street is the second highest crime rate in like all of Nashville. And I was just like right off of it. God damn. You love to but see But now it. I live in the suburbs and I don't have to drive past like like, you know, homeless people and prostitutes all the time. It's great. Prostitutes are great though. Prostitutes are cool. We love sex workers here, man. We do love sex workers here. We support the sex workers. <laughs> and also, we make sure the homeless are housed because 
I'm not saying I want them to be no, there. No, I know, like, I know, I know. I mean, I know, I know. It, it, if they right. found a place, that'd be great. It's not going to be my place. Which, why, right, but if why, someone gave them a house. Why are you so genocidal towards sex workers and homeless people? <laughs> I was just noting that that's what it looked like. I didn't make a comment on the good or badness of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. <laughs> Fair enough. But it's you been, can infer from your inflection. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Well, uh, I mean, speaking for me, it, it has been... It's been getting better lately, but it, it was a rough few months there. You know, no. uh, you know, uh, with the condo going south mm-hmm. and then that sale going south and uh, moving in was so fucking stressful. Everything that could go wrong possibly did go wrong. Yep. Um, I got the coronavirus right after we recorded that Smith's episode Damn. in yep. which I bragged about having gotten my first vaccine shot. <laughs> you got the first one. That got I got it. the first one and then I fucking got it that and it sucks. sucked ass. Mm-hmm. You know, there's just a lot of Daft Punk broke up. There was so much bad shit that happened. Yeah, that's that, hurt. That, hurt. that did hurt a yeah. lot. I, I just I woke up and saw the article and was like. What now? I didn't see an article. I saw the video. Yeah. And yeah. my dumb ass apparently doesn't know what an epilogue is. So I was just like, <laughs> oh, something new? You could. Yeah, you could. <laughs> and think- I watched like six minutes into this thing, ready for something new. And then it clicked. Yeah. And I, oh, I was just devastated. Yeah. Tomas killed himself. Yes, he well, did. He didn't kill himself. He he had Guy, Guy Manuel kill him. Yeah. That's fucking crazy, man. And that led to. This, that's how the podcast is going to end. Is I'm just going to have <laughs> Tristan shoot me in the back of the head. <laughs> Cool. Of Mice and Men style? Yeah, nice. exactly. But I I remember I had, because J.J. Watt left the Texans to go to the Cardinals, and then I tweeted that BoJack gif of, now if you'll excuse me, I have to go take a shower so I can't tell if I'm crying or not. And no one responded to it, and I was like, all right, the Texans community doesn't give a shit about J.J. Watt. And then I tweeted one other thing, and then my next tweet was the exact same gif because Daft Punk broke up, and <laughs> everyone from the Daft Punk fandom was like, yeah, we agree with you. I was like, Daft Punk cares more about Daft Punk they all, everybody than joined, Houston cares about the Texans. Everybody joined hands and started singing the, hold on, if love is the answer, uh, you're home. You know, from the end of Touch. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. yeah I could see, though, like... If you got the YouTube notification of a new thing from Daft yeah. Punk, yeah. and you were like, ah, new album. And then... And then they <laughs> fucked you. Waited eight years. Which... We are going to uh, release a YouTube video after eight years of no music. And we people will think it's a new album. It's not a new album. We're actually breaking up. We're breaking <laughs> up. Breaking up. Which, breaking up. Which... Oh my god! I Dude. realized while listening for this episode that it had been four years, then four years, then four years, then eight years, and now that it, now that you mentioned like that you thought it was a new thing, mm-hmm. I can totally see why because it yeah. had been eight years, and it's, it's like okay, years. we're due. It's crazy when you see like the um, from blank to blank like time wise. Yeah. they include till now. It's like that's a lot of fluff time. They yeah. weren't really doing. You're anything. really padding the ending. There. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, especially because their last feature was "I Feel It Coming," right? I believe so. I know they produced mm-hmm. some other stuff, but their last like yeah. feature feature Notably, was that most people could tell you the weekend. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Tomas did uh, was a co-producer on everything now with Arcade Fire. I think. was he really? Yeah, yeah, he did. He did the title. Oh, he did the title track, and that makes sense. Some of the other ones, uh, maybe that was what made him quit because <laughs> he was just like, you know what, music sucks now. <laughs> you know what sucks about Arcade Fire? Everything now. 
I, I, I wouldn't know. I don't listen to them, so I guess I'm better I, I off. I honestly, I didn't hate all of everything now, but then you hit like chemistry. Yeah, you hit <laughs> you hit chemistry, and then um, what was the song? At, or was it on chemistry? Which is the song that has... I listened to it once and was like, yeah, I'm not doing that again. Yeah, it has the line about, like, go to a city, go to a store, ask for a loan from another bank. And I was like, fuck off, I'm out. (laughs) But then, like, you get into the second half of the album, and I'm like, okay, it's good again. It's yeah, it's it's not okay. The, it's not the worst thing ever. I'm exaggerating when I say everything about them sucks now. But but it 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 was, I was easily their it, worst. Yeah. Easily their worst. You know who doesn't really have any like train wrecks like that is 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 Daft Punk. Daft honestly Punk. enough, so I think it would be a good idea. Hi everyone, welcome back. The the PP is back. PP, we, we're hard again. Back in the building. Um, I'm Trevor. I'm Andrew, Tristan, and uh, we're gonna go. We're, we had this idea that we wanted to pay tribute to um, uh, it's one, two of the greats, or one of the greats. I guess if you consider them like a singular entity, they're singular. It's they're a singular entity. entity. Yeah. So. Yeah. <clears throat> nice. <laughs> we are gathered here today in remembrance and fondness and celebration of. One of the greats. I mean, it has been like three months, so we're we're a little bit late, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, better late than never. We wanted to do a true, honest, deep dive, do our due diligence in discussing uh, the entire discography of, um, I think, probably inarguably the most iconic electronic act that has ever been. Yep. That's um, fair, I'd say so. And it's interesting that I used the word iconic, I suppose, because uh, that was a little bit subconscious, but uh, <laughs> the next episode yep. that we're planning on doing has to do with musical icons. Uh, perhaps they'll get mentioned there. We don't know yet. We're still planning that one out. But uh, in the meantime, the three of us uh, spent a lot of time talking about what we wanted to do with this episode, what we wanted to include, what we were okay skipping, remixes, all that stuff. And... We uh, settled on the four studio albums, obviously, and the two live albums, and uh, we're going to go through all that right now. Uh, oh, yeah. Guys, tell me about your history with Daft Punk. Do you remember the first song by them that you heard? Ooh. Um, it was probably either One More Time, Aerodynamic, or Around the World. Okay. Yeah. It was one of those three. My pretty- first... Oh, what were you going to say? I was going to say all pretty iconic tracks. Yeah. Yeah. And mine is an iconic. My first recollection is I, like, remember listening to Technologic. Mm-hmm. Um, I had, like, this family yeah. that babysat me that were really into Daft Punk, and they'd play that song all the time, which in retrospect seems really fucking strange. Yeah. <laughs> they love that one, and that one's, like, we'll get to it, but anyway. Um, and then fast forward a bunch. I remember... Um, Pentatonics like uh, mashup cover mm-hmm. had kind of put them back on the map for me. And I was like, man, all their ideas are really cool, but like they suck at making the ideas, like fleshing them out. At, at the time, yeah. I wasn't really into repetitive music. So I was like, the concept is cool, but then they don't do anything. It just mm-hmm. is a repetition. And of course, now I think it's all sick, but like, yeah. <laughs> that was actually, that was, it was either the uh, sample of Harder, Better, Faster, Stronger on. By Kanye. Actually, that might have been it for me, too. But I don't know if that... I mean, I guess that does oh, count. It, it does count, but... That's, 
that's got to be it then actually because yeah. we've all heard that really right. yeah and then it was uh also technologic uh i remember the music video for technology there was like, there was like some my dad got the first iPhone, and like once you it got to the point where you could put games and shit on it, I remember I downloaded some like it was like Guitar Hero sort oh of. Oh my just god! Wait, it. yeah, what was it called? I don't remember, but like one of the songs you could play was Technologic. I didn't know what the fuck it was, but I yeah. just thought like the voice was funny. That's one cool. of the songs on that game was a a um. There was also Hot and Cold by Katy Perry. Yes, there was that. But I'm thinking of The Sound of Settling by Death Cab for Cutie. That was in that game. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, that's such a weird song to put in huh. among, amongst all this like electro pop dance yeah. shit. And then you got The Sound of Settling. Mm -hmm. But I do remember that game. I just don't remember what it was called. Yeah. So I, I think we've all had we've all been aware of them for uh, longer than we were probably all like intense music fans mm -hmm. i didn't really like become like a true obsessive about music even after i started playing guitar like it wasn't until i was like 13 or so honestly that i started like really getting into albums and stuff like that yeah. but the most um the the daft punk really exploded for me with random access memories because that was the first it was obviously the first album that they'd done in eight years and it was a a big like cultural moment yep. i think where a lot of people everyone knew get uh get lucky i still remember when get lucky came out yeah and it was like yeah. it was i mean it was the first record in so long and they were such a huge art like you know artist at the time that yep. everyone was so excited about it and working with with guests for the first time and it was such a new direction that like someone a friend of mine uh like was like you gotta you have to listen to it mm -hmm. like like he was like Giorgio by Marauder yep. you know instant crush it's all it's so fucking good yeah and so I we had tablets in for my school at the time and I don't know if this was it was 2013 so it was probably I was in one of the classes that was selected um to do like a test run the semester before they instituted it for the entire school and everyone nice. got one. Nice. I got lucky. And so I had one before anyone else did. And I would just be in class, like reading the okay computer Wikipedia over and over again, <laughs> <laughs> or like watching Ferris Bueller or some shit. Like it was so easy to get distracted and they really couldn't control. Like they liked to mm -hmm. say like, I can see all of your screens on my screen. It comes up as like little cubes. I'm like, yeah, but you're not going to do anything about it. Nope. And like, they never fucking did. Nah. <laughs> it was so much fun. And I, I listened in math class one day. I just zoned the fuck out and listened to random access memories. Not the whole thing because it wasn't that long of a class. Yeah. But like, yeah, that was when I first really started to get into him. And then he was like, Dude, if you like it, check out Alive 2007. It's so awesome. Yeah. It's so sick. And that's I, I remember like I didn't listen to any full Daft Punk album until 2016, which is a long ass time. But... You know, I, I, it, my history with music is really weird, but like I used to just listen to singles or like hits and just do that and assume, oh, this album's clearly good because these singles are good. But then when I finally sat down to listen to Random Access Memories the whole way through, I was like, oh, oh, fuck. This is nice. What it's am I, fire. what have I done? <laughs> Why did I waste three years of my life not listening to this? It's all bangers. It, like I knew. Instant Crush, Give Life Back to Music, um, Lose Yourself to Dance, and Get Lucky. Mm -hmm. Right? It had Which a lot like, of singles on it. Yeah. But then you look at everything else. Like, you look at Giorgio by Marauder. You look at The Game of Love. You look at Within. You look at um, uh, Touch and Beyond. And it's like, what? How did I not? Yeah. How did I not listen to this right away? That. I think, uh, I think 
I gotten into I'd listened to homework once and that okay. was maybe a little bit too much for me at the time, but I did like it. Yeah. And I had listened to a couple tracks off Discovery, but not the whole thing. Yeah. I remember being like obsessed with one more time for yep. a second there. And I and it was because I had like been hanging out with you at one point and you had the Discovery vinyl. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, Yeah, I should probably check that out. And also uh, uh Anthony Fantano did a classic review of it. Yep. I was like, Oh, he actually okay. did that like he did that was January of 2017, right? Because I bought that I album so, in May yeah. of 2017 and yeah. then listened to it the first time that summer. Yeah. Also, I had uh, I have Human After All on vinyl. Really? Which is yeah, because it was just the one that they had at the store. Makes sense. Uh, I was like, okay, uh, and and I got it and like I don't know if the guy like got it confused with Discovery, uh, not to like, uh, not to like uh, uh, betray some sort of bias or anything <laughs> but he was like this is a great record man and i was like hell yeah <laughs> so that's that was, <laughs> well <laughs> then we uh, came to find out do you have Pringer, it on the well the opposite is true damn it you don't have it on the we'll, board we'll get there okay um I, I don't hate that album but i neither do i but like yeah i guess yeah. it's probably a good time to if unless anyone has anything else they want to lead with um yeah everything else that i have to say i can say when we get to the albums themselves yeah, yeah i am um, I guess I j- uh, just on what you guys were saying, I also started listening to like Ram and then homework was like the last thing to listen to. It's like you kind of can just like kind of go backwards. Yeah. Um, I think that's not actually not a bad way to do it. Yeah, that's yeah, actually. Yeah, because they, they like the Ram is like, okay, this is like it's the most universal. It's like record. real music, yep. Yep. you know, in <laughs> real quotes. music, real music. Yeah. And then, but like, you know. I, yeah, I agree. So why don't why don't we start uh, instead of starting at the end like we said would be a good idea? Let's start at, start the, beginning at the beginning because that's how stories start, <laughs> unless you're Pulp Fiction or something like that. Um, Homework released in 1997. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of two albums that they ever toured behind. Yeah, and it is a pure Chicago house record, kind of. Um, unheard of at the time like in terms of it like the way it blew up it was so it kind of got away from that euro dance and that uh big beat style Mm -hmm. dance of dance music that was huge you know bands like uh i don't know if they were around at the time but i'm thinking of like the chemical brothers and stuff like that they might have been later i honestly don't know but like like stuff like that right um it was it's such a pure uh dance album so much so that I think it, it's a, one of a couple records in their discography that I don't think is necessarily great for just casual listening all the way through. Um, great as agree. it is as a dance record, I really can't throw homework on and just listen to the whole thing if I'm just like hanging out, you know? Yeah. There's mm-hmm. a specific set of circumstances. Like if you're at a party, that's a great place for it. You know, if you're trying to get people dancing, if I'm doing like busy work, you know, vacuuming, putting like a table together or some shit. But I don't, I wouldn't necessarily go back to it a ton, except for like maybe some of the more obvious tracks, Burnin', Defunk, Daffin Direct. Burnin', really? That's, Revolution that's one of the obvious ones for you? Yeah, I would say so. Man. Interesting. I like, like, Fair. That's, that's, that's why one of my I, least favorite ones. I, I like it. I like the sound. But effects. Revolution 909 is, uh, of all the ones that are not like the major hits, because like obviously you have Around the World and Defunk, but like, of all the ones that when I first listened to Homework, I was like, oh, this 
quote unquote deep cut. Yeah. Is amazing. And that's Revolution 909. I fucking love Revolution 909. That's really good. It's a great track. And yeah. the, um, like that I would listen to out of the album context. Okay. Same with Around the World and Defunct, but like I would also listen to Revolution 909 out of the album. Around the World is weird. Um I've I've listened to Around the World in a social setting before and I remember uh, the person I was next to kind of turns to me and says, "So is this the whole song?" <laughs> <laughs> what? Cause, just because it has three words? Have you listened to the bass line on it? Come on, No, the dude. bass is sick. Dude, it could literally just be the bass and yeah. I'd be fine with it. Yeah. It'd be just as good. The, um, the first the half of Homework the... is absolutely stacked. Up, mm-hmm. into, like, yeah. up until Around the World, or including that one, like those, those first like five or six songs, yeah. I can just play through all those in any setting. Like Those are all really, really good. Yeah. Um, for me, that album like starts to get like it's like when you get to the um, all the the songs that have the commas on it or the ast- what, what do you, uh, apostrophes. Apostrophes. Yeah. You got burning, rock and roll, rolling and scratching. Rolling and scratching. Yeah. All those three songs that have that have the same kind of thing where it's like, okay, we're gonna have a really zippery, gnarly like synth through the whole thing. Yeah. No. And this would be cool in a DJ set, probably. You could be really hype about it, but it's not like a just listen to it kind of. Kind of yeah, vibe. and th- this will kind of betray like my opinion on one of the live albums, but like listening to a live '97. I fucking loved rolling and scratching. Listening to the album, listening to homework, I was like, Ew. yeah. These these types of records from them do work better yeah. in a live setting for um, sure. And I think uh, with with that um, with that in mind, I honestly like it's 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 you have to. I guess, I guess you have to consider that context. You have to think about that. This was probably made to be played out and DJ'd and, and you know, remixed yep. and chopped up mm-hmm. in a live setting. Um, it's, I don't necessarily think they went into it planning on making it like a pure studio album, you know, that those types of things would come later, but so that is, that well is now, what yeah. it is, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, you have to judge it. I think you can on, judge it as an album, you know? Yeah. I mean, um, it's what they, it's, it, it is what they put out, you know? Yeah. So, Whether they intended it to be just a a live thing that worked better in that context or not, that's kind of what it is. And so you have to judge it as such. And I think as that, I uh, appreciate a lot of tracks on it. And uh, I I do think it's like a great house record, but I have to very much be in the right setting in order for it to be Mm. something that I want to go back to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like there are, there are some songs on it that I would, absolutely throw on just any general playlist of mm. i want to hear these but not many of them i i you know burning is pretty cool i'm, I'm gonna side with trevor on this one i but, can't believe you guys right but, now. <laughs> but like i don't know it, it kind of goes to what you were saying tristan about like the person you were with at that social gathering of oh is this the whole song like some of that <laughs> does happen for me with this record but they also and you know this will we'll get into this later on it's it's it has some of their more experimental stuff which is crazy because most people exactly most people don't like try new shit until they have fully established themselves and daft punk was like you know there's the classic house sound there's you know there's the more forward thinking we're gonna merge the two and we're going to see what happens. And then everyone fucking loved it. I mean, they yeah. basically like, birthed their genre. Like yeah. the, the French house scene, you know, was yeah. put on the map by them. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. It was, and it was a big deal when it came out because they had released a few singles, the biggest one being Defunk, mm-hmm. that they had kind of created this anticipation that it wasn't really for an album like this is just kind of astounding to me. Like, no. like who who was putting shit out like this at the time that was getting this much hype? Yep. It's cr- yeah. like yeah. or or like any time since, you know? It's kind of ridiculous. The Funk was the perfect single for that album too. Yeah. Like they no. play that like in like live and people like chant the synth line no. like it's it's so hype. But um yeah, yeah I love also, it. Also also I just want to say the sleeper hit on the album is fresh. Fresh is sweet. I also like Teachers a lot. Teachers is Teachers fun. Teachers is pretty good. Fresh is one that I had, like, it's just something about that song. It's like, you can kind of really glance over it, but it's like really nice sound design. It's just really, mm-hmm. it's really chill and you can just get into the groove of it. Yeah. yeah it's very hypnotic. And it's another thing that I, I love about this is it's it starts out really like, um, it's got a really good hook with the default back to the punk. Come on, the default. Yeah, yeah. Back to that the always punk. is Come in my on, head, default, like constantly. Back. I know, like it was in my head while I was working the other night. I'm nice. like sprinting between bars, just like the default <laughs> back to the punk. Come on, like that's so fucking good. And the way it, it like like the, uh, the the cutoff like kind of rises so that it becomes clearer and clearer and clearer. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I do th- like I do like that it's kind of meant to. It's it's a concept. Yeah. <laughs> it 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 is very much a concept album, but it's very subtle. Like it's not smacking you over the head like this is a concept, but so they, they concept allude to thinking? they allude to the fact that it literally is just, you know, here's the story of a party. Oh, okay. Based on the beginning of Revolution 909 because like, yeah, the cops show up, but then, you know, you guys uh they just keep going they, elsewhere, but it's the elsewhere that gets weird as shit. Hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. you get Revolution 909 into Does it go straight into Defunk? Yeah. Yeah, and it's just like that's kind of you know, slightly experimental, not not very out there, but then around the world shows up and it's like, okay, we're getting somewhere and then immediately rolling and scratching and you're like, "Oh, fuck. But what it, the shit?" This, that's something that aggravates the fuck out of me is that I think it's supposed to be Revolution 909 goes straight into Defunk, right? Like they siege together, I think. That seems right. Let let me Because like they like Defunk starts with like kind of street sounds, street sound effects, like you know, cars yeah. going on the yeah. road and stuff like that. And I think that's how Revolution 909 ends, but on the Apple Music version, there's like a like it it cuts off. Uh, that's like it really? Stopped. Yeah, it like fades uh, at the end of Revolution 909 and then Defunk just starts with it like is this have you guys heard the um the line in there at the beginning of revolution 909 there's a guy that goes yeah suicide what? <laughs> yeah. i have not heard that i was trying to make out some of what they said but i didn't no, hear it's, that yeah there's just a guy that says that in the in the dialogue yeah it ends with the car noises and then yeah it fades out yeah and it then... fades out in that uh, oh wait i was on shuffle sorry god that was damn stupid. it sorry we gotta do this again hold on this is on shuffle so yeah, it ends with yeah, the street noise. It, uh, yeah, I don't know why they did the fade out because it starts with the it street noise on the streaming thing. I guess. Hmm. I don't know. But classic. Yeah. Well, you know, I think um, this goes really hand in hand with uh, Alive ninety seven. So yeah. we can probably jump yeah. into that at Let's this do it. point. Unless you guys have anything else you want to say about homework. Um, it's a great record. Yeah, um, it's but like requires I think specific circumstances. Yeah, it definitely for, requires specific fully. circumstances. I think it has to grow um, on you. It's got a lot of character too. I think, but like I think like initially it just like 
especially if you're not accustomed to listening to like more repetitive music, it's like kind of hard to really kind of like yeah. take it in. But I've it's grown on me a lot, and yeah, I I would probably say just based on what I've heard you guys say, I think I probably like it the most of the, of of the crew here. Um, I like it. Especially more than the live album, personally. I think yeah. you guys probably like the live album more. I, I do prefer a live 97 to homework. Actually, I would put the album homework over the li- over a live 97, but it, like, the, the some of the more experimental, scratchy stuff worked more for me. Yeah. Last in the live album. Last Tuesday, I got home really late. No, sorry. Last Thursday, I got home really late because we weren't expecting to be as busy as we were at work, and it was actually busy as fuck. And I got home at like two and didn't mm-hmm. have time to eat at work, so I just threw a pizza in and listened to homework. Nice. And like it got to like some of like yeah like rock and rock and roll and yeah. um uh and uh rolling and scratching and like mm-hmm. some of those like noisier tracks and i was like this is too loud i gotta turn this down <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was so worried about like pissing off my upstairs neighbors yeah. but, but that, like it, it, that's you know that's the price you gotta pay i yeah. guess for some some classic house bangers yep and like burning's cool the end of it is good with indo silver club and alive like i really like those but yeah it's it's not my favorite it's not my least favorite it's mm-hmm. oh, in the you, middle of it i gotta mention high fidelity because okay. that song is like one of probably the most interesting song they've done sample wise. Like, um, they sample Billy Joel, and um, it's how did li- I not pick up on that? It's literally because they use like like really short clips, but it's like samples from Just the Way You Are, like. Oh, okay, I hear it. Like that little eh, is like a little bit of his dialogue and the like and the, the da, da, that's clearly like the piano sound yeah like there's like six different like little really small clips from just the way you are god damn it's very like who would have like that's just so the idea cool. to sample something like that mm-hmm. for an album like this is crazy yeah. firstly and just the execution is really weird yeah. it's just such a, a quirky oddball song that i just love a lot yeah very um yeah. and it's got that little um the I don't know what it's supposed to... It's not really supposed to say anything because it's just chopped audio, but it's like, moving up, boy. Like that dialogue yeah. that it does. Mm-hmm. Very catchy. Hell yeah. So I, I just had to give some praise oh, to yeah. that song real quick. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, I think what's one of the things that's interesting about 97 is... And you, this doesn't really come through in the audio, but like they were touring without masks or anything yep. at the time. Yeah. So that's like... You know, you can go back and find footage of them playing. And what I thought was interesting is trying to see, like, footage of them playing in 2007 versus 97 and see if, like, you could tell that it was the same guys. Even yeah. with, like, like, you know, they still have, like, the same kind of just, like, constantly <laughs> bobbing their heads back and forth. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of um, this. I, I think my big problem with this record, even though I really enjoy it and I think it is... Um, I don't know if I prefer it over homework. It's hard to say, but like I think this does really bring those those songs to life a lot more, and I love the big medley. But also, that is kind of a drawback is that it it asks a lot of you, yeah, because it is one song, one big forty six minute song or whatever yep. the fuck mm-hmm. it is. This is biggest hindrance. It's yep. a it's, it's like uh, when do I have to, you can't like I mean you could I guess memorize like where the the parts that you like most are, but like yeah. if you're gonna listen to it, you gotta like sit down and listen to the whole thing. Right. 
It's, it's kind of like Brian Eno's, I, I guess that was 2017 when he released that thing on New Year's Day that was just an hour long um, ambient thing. And it was just the one track that was an hour long. And it honestly was that really cool. That sounds awesome. It was awesome. It sounds but, like something I would love. But it just... It it takes a lot to to just and I think this has something to do with the way our brains have been conditioned with, you know, streaming and pop music and like just shorter songs in general. But like to look at a track list and see one track that is forty six minutes is really off putting. But that's now. Like I don't know what it was like in the nineties and early two thousands, but like you go back to the seventies and shit. You had Rush with twenty one twelve putting out. Yeah. A 26-minute song. The whole for the side. The whole is side song. is one yeah. song, and no one complained. Everyone was like, "This kicks ass!" And now it it's was like, their breakthrough, right? It was like the song that finally got them some love. Yes, and now you look at you look at stuff like this, where it's like one track, 46 minutes, one track, an hour, and it's like that is definitely worth it. But are you going to put in the effort? Because it seems like a long time. Because it is a long time. Like you have to give up a whole hour even if it's just the 45 minutes like you have to you have to think i need a whole hour to listen to this process it and get through it and i don't know if that's just because of the way our you know our listening conditions have changed or or what but probably i I think it's probably that yeah like if i got a cd player and i got a live 97 i would just throw that shit on Mm -hmm. and i would be fine but like looking at it on streaming it's weird yeah i think it's also um something that i think is like it's like not as much about the commitment because I'll put on. It's not about the the commitment as much for me any personally because I'll put on like an album and just listen to an album. I think that's fine. Mm-hmm. But I think for um, getting oriented, like I like on two thousand seven when you're kind of hearing everything. It's like I I know what the songs are, but I like to kind of look down at the track and reference. Right. Okay, where are we at? Like what songs are they playing? You know. So yeah, so it's that sort of like mental stability in terms Yeah, there's of mental stability to. to it. You can kind of ground yourself in like where you're at through it versus yeah. it's just like one kind of just whole thing and you're just in there yeah. somewhere, you know. I should add that we are fully aware that this album at least I think we are, that this album came out after Discovery. Yep. But it makes more sense, I yeah. think, to discuss it. it, it was all homework. it was all homework yeah. stuff. So. Although the very beginning is like an early version of short circuit. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yes. And it's it's like noticeable because like it sounds oh, yeah. kind of different, a yeah. little brighter than most of the stuff on homework. Yeah. But either way, yeah, there that are a lot sense. of... Short Circuit is like the most homework song on Discovery. Yeah, it probably is, but it is a little bit more, um, I don't know, just... I like, think brighter like, is the best word for yeah, it. Yeah, brighter, poppier, I guess, yeah. with like the synth yeah. sounds. But it, it is an earlier version. I think it yeah. it integrates, you're right, it integrates really nicely with the homework material, even though it's just a, a short little uh, like a little bit of it at the beginning. Yeah, I so, want to... Okay, wanna, you said it came out after Discovery. Yeah. So yeah. when when they do this tour? 97. They just sat on it for a while. Like they had a, oh, okay. they had a recording that they really liked. They were like, yeah, that was our best set yet. <laughs> and they were like, we should release that. And for some reason, they fucking waited five years or four oh, okay. years. Four years, years yeah. And, yeah. and I, I want to go back to what you just said about like knowing where you are in the set. And I, it's funny because as a listener, I totally agree with you. But once you put me at a concert, there were a couple times where I was like looking at Setlist FM during a show just because. You're a maniac. Yeah. I wouldn't do that. You're well, a madman. I, I did that like 
a I'm few times. I'm the guy times. updating the set list right. <laughs> yeah. on there. Yeah, I, I've done that a couple times just because I don't know if I was like bored or if it was. It was probably the summer of 2018 when I was just like severely depressed and I was like, nice, I want to go home and go to sleep. Hell yeah, but, dude. <laughs> but like. Once you put me in a live setting, like if I'm there, if I was there in '97, I wouldn't give a shit. Yeah, of course. Like, but when, but as a listener, I I'm with you on wanting to see where mm-hmm. in the set you are, and it's the same it's, with like it's about it's just what we're talking about with the context. Yeah. yeah, and it's the same thing with um with like performances that are put on YouTube. Like everyone puts the timestamps in the comments or like in the description, mm-hmm. and it's like that's great because if I want to hear one specific performance of a song, like I'm thinking. Uh, everything in its right place at Lollapalooza 2016. Like, if I want to hear that version of it, really easy for me to find the full video, go to that timestamp, listen to that version of the song. Yeah. But when I'm at the show, especially if it's like a house show, like houses in the genre, not mm-hmm. yeah, houses like, yeah, in a yeah, house yeah. garage or whatever. A rave. Yeah. <laughs> but like, if I'm if I'm at a house show, I don't care. Yeah. Like right. I, yeah, I'm, I'm just, just along for the ride. I'm here to yeah, vibe. Exactly. But that's 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 how those shows are supposed to yeah. go. Yeah. If you're like, looking- that's why I'm most excited. Like, obviously, there's more people at Bonnaroo I'm excited to see, but I'm really excited because it's been ten years since I first saw Dead Mouse, and I'm really excited to see how I like react to that because in 2011 I was 13. No, I had just turned 14, and it kicked ass. Now I'm gonna be 24. And I want to know what it's like. Dude, mm-hmm. Deadmau5 like is going to kick ass. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Like, should be good, but... I'm still baffled that he was able to get, like, a, a patent on that helmet design. Yeah. When it looks exactly like Mickey Mouse. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't say exactly. It's similar. It's pretty I close. mean, it's, it resembles the animal that exists in real life. Got... The, I mean, the ear shape is completely different. The, eye, the eyes are similar. They're in a, like... It's pretty close. The eyes are buggier. The eyes are it's definitely got, buggier. It's got buggy eyes. Its ears are like really tall and kind of more like, mm-hmm. I don't know. That depends on the era because some of his helmets do look very much like Mickey Mouse ears, even though mm. the eyes are still buggier. I think he can get away with it just because it's like, well, it's a mouse. You what know? if he just said, like, yeah, if Disney like tried to sue him, which they probably they did. did. Yeah, they did. Disney yeah, they definitely sue, did. And he just goes out there and takes like little samples of Mickey Mouse doing like the ha ha. <laughs> and like that's the whole set. He does like a Matmos style album that's just yeah. Mickey Mouse samples. Good. I think he definitely would have. If they both just invented that and it wasn't based on anything that existed, I think he probably would have lost. Definitely. Yeah. 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 I think Which it's, it's fun to actually like mention Dead Mouse because you can kind of hear in some of his stuff the influence that Def Punk had on like a whole generation. Yeah. Of electronic art and like obviously some of the newer ones, it's starting to get away from that Mm -hmm. mostly i would say because their last album was very much a disco album yeah Mm. but well it had a lot of uh i i think the influence at the time of stuff like this is is not necessarily like i don't know that there was anyone that really pulled it off in such a mainstream way and such like like that those pure electronics that's true like sounds there were definitely like ways that it could be integrated into more like popular music. Um, even in that sense, I don't know with anyone that had the level of success that they did yeah. with it, but like the influence is pretty vast. And like, even talking about things like the fucking mask, like, yeah. like, like they didn't, they, that was later, but you know, you, 
see fucking marshmallow oh god <laughs> or fucking you know, we just talked about dead, dead mouse. mouse they make fun of like they they're they make fun of it in pop star where it's like oh it's your nice. new fucking helmet dude <laughs> and it's got like a fucking skylight that like causes a plane to crash or oh, some god. shit it's coming out of it i still need to watch that movie it's really it's really fucking great yeah. but yeah um it's weird seeing like footage of them where it's just, just them djing yeah like they don't even have any, like there's no disguise. There's at no all. robot. Like there's no bags over their heads. There's no the like the robots didn't exist yet. That imagine imagine they come back for like the the one more time tour or something like that in 20, 2027, and they just don't have the helmets on and everyone's just like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, he's been waiting. That he's would been be sitting me. On it. <laughs> But yeah, it, it wouldn't be the same. It, no, it would not. I would be hate the same. it, especially Dude, because like. That was such a big part of their identities for other than homework, their entire career. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like from it's 99 what, onward. It's literally what turns them into, turns them from just like two DJs to like this larger than icons. life icons. Yeah. You know? yeah. It adds and, so and I, much. I, like, I am going to text you and John. I call, I claim them. You got, you got dibs for, on for, I got dibs on Daft Punk was, for the I icon episode. I figured you would. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, it's so yeah. crazy but though. But neither of us are going to argue that even a little. Right. You know? <laughs> Right. But yeah. Like you'll literally see, you'll like watch an award show and it's like, oh, there's people. And then the robots are walking yeah. in. It's like this whole different thing. And somehow they're the hottest people in the room. Like they're those fucking, yeah. those oh, fucking yeah. white robot outfits that so they sick. wore in 2013 <laughs> when they, or 2014 when they won album of the year. Yeah. I was like, uh, I, I, this is, why am I so hard right now? <laughs> Especially just, that it's just like, why I'm, it's like, I'm going to have sex with him. What's that from? <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a clip of uh, shit. How do I explain this without it sounding bad? I was watching this video that was discussing how fucking terrible Dave Rubin is. And it was like a little bit about how he had Stefan Molyneux on. And Stefan Molyneux is like actually a white nationalist. Like he's just fucking garbage. And I just heard that little clip of him like talking about, I think it was like about how irresponsible like like black women are or some shit like that like really gross yeah stuff and he's That's like racist shit. and he's talking about like i'm uh imagine a girl and she's going through life and she meets a guy and she's he's not you know whatever and she's like i'm going to have sex with him i was like i'm going to take that i'm going to <laughs> clip that clip that and add a little pitch shift on it uh. It's going to be robots. Yeah. It's okay. perfect for the Daft Punk episode. Which I love. I love that Grammy performance because they brought in Stevie Wonder. And yeah. I, I'm just like. Imagine trying to explain them to Stevie Wonder. Yeah. It's like, they're like robots. It's like, wait, like they're actually robots? <laughs> they're actually robots. <laughs> no, they just wear helmets like on their heads and stuff. It's like, but people, can, can you see their faces? It's like, no. No. But like. That's kind of part of the fun. It's like, well, I can't see anyone's face. So, like, <laughs> basically everyone is Daft Punk to me. <laughs> everyone is Daft Punk. To Stevie Wonder? No, just in general. Oh, everyone is Daft Punk. We are Daft Punk. We are Daft Punk. That should have been the Random Access Memories promotional tour. It's just billboards. <laughs> you, you are, you are Daft, Daft Punk. <laughs> Dude, like the uh, the helmet, and then there's just a mirror in the, yeah, exactly. uh, in the thing. You just yeah. see your face. Buy it, use it, break it, fix it. I'm going to have sex with him. Fuck it, fuck it, fuck it, fuck it, fuck it, fuck it, fuck it. That might be, I just want to go on the record, that might be the best moment in their whole career. Fuck it, yeah. Fuck it, fuck it, Did they just like chop up, like find it and touch? like I think so. Yeah, I think they just... They had to splice it together somehow. Yeah, yeah. 
So anyway, we've gotten off topic. Alive ninety seven. It's a fucking great live record. It really is. I. It's kind of yeah. It's. I just wish it was split up into tracks. Yeah. It's got a lot of momentum. I'm not a huge fan of it. I feel like a lot of times I'm have a very hard time distinguishing what things from homework I'm listening to. Mm-hmm. Like I think a lot of like the more noisy, kind of scratchy like songs kind of blend into each other with me, and I think that's probably just a me problem. But yeah. like. I'm just like, uh, I, I don't know. It's really noisy and it's... It's a great indicator of how awesome the show would have been. Yeah. Oh, it would have been sick because it's like yeah. a lot of energy, mm-hmm. but I think it loses a lot of the character that homework has. Yeah. Fair, Fair. enough. Fair. So uh, 2001 was a big year for uh, terrorism and badass um, electro pop records. Yep. I was taken aback at just how different discovery is from homework when listening mm-hmm. through it's a huge jump it's a big jump to a more mainstream sound and you can tell they're kind of like already just sort of done with what they were doing before yeah. which is like fine by me you know <laughs> i i had this argument with a similar person with this actually no with the same person who told told me about that uh gene simmons interview that we'll oh, be discussing geez. on yeah. the icon thing where he was like Someone complained uh, back in the day about the second Boston record sounding too much like the first one. He's like, what was the problem with that? Like, I like the first record, so I just want to hear more of it. I'm like, Strokes fans. I I have the exact opposite feeling about it, where I'm like, I'm not interested in hearing more of what I know a band can already do. I'm, Fair. I would much rather hear them try something else. I mean, that's yeah. kind of what happened with Weezer when they put out Pinkerton and every critic in the 90s was like, this is the same as the Blue Album. But then everyone 20 years later was like, <laughs> okay, like, you know what? Maybe we want the same. Yeah, I they're like, know. you know, maybe <laughs> yeah. we should keep it that way. And so like, they put Ratitude we, out and everyone was like... And everyone was like, oh, wait, Wait no, a minute, no, never mind. <laughs> go uh, back. Upgrade. <laughs> upgrade. Fuck, go back. Fuck, go back. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know. There's, there's some artists where you know they can sound the same but it sounds more mature mm-hmm. and in like whether it's the production or the instrumentation or the lyricism whatever and they do sound mostly the same sonically but like they have improved in other aspects and that to me is okay but this like discovery is absolutely just a complete sonic shift there, and I that's think beautiful there is some merging of house with more pop yeah. sounds um but for the most part yeah even like the just the instrumental stuff mm-hmm. uh night vision um short circuit yeah, stuff like that like is cleaner is more yeah. mm-hmm. appealing it's not quite as, as abrasive and you can absolutely listen to it just yeah. just laying by the pool. Yeah. Many you know? times, not in, by the pool. In but. fact, <laughs> fuck, I'm going to do that tomorrow Hell when yeah. I have my day off. I'm going to go by the pool. I'm going to take myself a giant Long Island, get absolutely shwasted, and just listen to Discovery. You Hell know? yeah. Mm. Uh, Tristan, go ahead. What, what can I say? What can I say? What, what's this is say? their best album. I'm going to throw that out there. I think I that's probably agreed. Um, uh, the sampling is insane. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. just whole next level i mean i've watched a million videos of like you know where all the samples came from and face to face just blows my mind every time the one the one more time sample like it's it's i there aren't there are a lot of like okay this is gonna sound very obvious there's a lot of records that i love um there aren't many records that are so 
start to finish fucking amazing. Yeah. Like in the sense that literally you press play and as soon as you get the da 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 like that's such a great sound. Yep. And you can tell that it's so like indicative of this excitement when they finally play it live like it comes in it's pretty midpoint in the set i think on a live 2007 it's not very late but like they play it and everyone just fucking loses it it's a song that i kind of if i could redo fenwick i would have liked to have tried to like cover that you know that would have been a fun song but either way really cool either way yeah um like yeah no it's literally like Right smacked. It's actually towards the end when they did one more time in aerodynamic and alive 2007. But but like it's such a it's it's just so consistent. No really like weak tracks or anything like that. Yeah. There are like in that sense, it reminds me like in terms of starting so strong and just immediately catching you literally from the first note. I think of like um Albums like Carly Rae Jepsen's Emotion, which just starts with that big sax yeah. and synth thing. Yeah. I remember when I played that record, I was like, that is a fucking like, great way to start the album. Because you yeah. go into it kind of skeptical, like, oh, call me maybe, girl. And mm-hmm. then you, you you get that start and it's just like, okay, no, this is something else. Whoa. Or like... Uh, I, I would say like, okay, computer yep. starts that way with yep. just the wow, wow, wow. Yep. There's so many. The good starts key. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's really key. And I, and it's rare that people nail it as much as they did with this one. Which it, it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of funny that, um, you were talking about Kendrick earlier that like sometimes the not like it, it, it all depends on the artist as to whether or not the immediate hit is going to be good or whether or not it needs the lead in. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't know, you mentioned, okay, computer and emotion and we're talking about discovery and all of them like from the first note. Yeah. But then you have to pimp a butterfly where it's like the first note that is actually played. Yeah, say it. That gets it. I'm not saying it, <laughs> but the, the, say the, it. the sample at the beginning, like where it fades in. Yeah. And it's just like, Wait, what is actually going to happen with this? But yeah. then, as soon as you got George Clinton stop, with the stop, hit me, stop. and it's like, yeah. it's like, that's, wait, that's whoa, a, that's another one where, like, I don't know if it's, it's kind of differently and differently effective. Yeah, like it, it's, it doesn't have that like, soon as you hit play, it, it, it's like, it, hits, it, yeah. it does kind of lead into it. But I think that's like one of the ten best opening tracks ever. Oh, agreed. Uh, Wesley's theory, like, yeah, Wesley's theory am- is amazing, amazing opening song. Yeah, um, and. Yeah, I think with with something like this being it being a little bit more immediate, that kind of um, prepares you for like like as soon as that drop happens, like mm-hmm. the vocals come in and like the, the you know the kick starts. Yeah. And it's got that big wide sound to it. Yeah, and then you know going right out of that into aerodynamics with you know the fucking like, and then you yep. dun, 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 dun. yeah like it's yeah, so. It's, it's, mm-hmm. It's literally like I I remember um, I and th- this it's kind of funny since they broke up all of their like record values have skyrocketed because everyone's like oh they don't exist anymore let's pay five hundred dollars yeah, for it was a copy crazy. Yeah. It's it started kind of, fucking, to kind of drop down yeah, but for like but the it, first like month or two yeah, you couldn't get it's any it's fucking them. stupid but I bought in May of 2017 I was in Paris on a study abroad thing and I went to a record store. And I was like, all right, I need to get a Phoenix album because I'm in Paris. And I was like, what else should I do? And then Discovery was just sitting right there. And I was like, 
I am in Paris. I need a Daft Punk record. Yeah. Give me this. So like, I am yeah. always gonna hold on to that. I don't care how fucking shitty I make it by overplaying it, but like, I will never get rid of that record because like I bought it where they are from, mm-hmm. and that to me is and that's that's like that was right after I had listened to because I first listened to Ram all the way through in October of 2016, and then in May of 2017 I bought Discovery, got home, listened to it in June. And I was like, wait, this is somehow better. And, and like the, the only real miss on it for me is not even a miss because like depending on my mood, sometimes short circuit just serves as an annoying bridge that I have to get through between it's between Voyager and Face to Face, right? Uh-huh. Or is it Veritas Quo? I think it's Veritas Quo. Yeah, and it, and it Veritas serves... Veritas Quo and Face to Face. Veritas yeah. Quo into Face to Face. Like, and it, it just serves as like, sometimes it's that, okay, fine, I have to go through this. And sometimes it's like, yes, let's go. So it's not even like a miss-miss. It's just, yeah. that's the one where it depends on my mood. But everything before then and everything after, and by everything after, yeah. I just mean Face to Face and too long. Yeah. But like, that's, um... everything before then just... Mm-hmm. No matter what my mood, no matter what's going on, won't skip a thing. And then short circuit is like, it's 80% of the time I enjoy it. And then 20% I don't. So it's not even like a skip. It's just. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's an interesting you know. one. Because like I was trying to like describe, I was trying to like, like, what do I say as to why that song is weaker than the other ones? And I feel yeah. like it's like really hard to pinpoint exactly. It just like. Short Circuit was the talking Short about? Circuit, yeah. yeah. No. It's just, I don't know, it's like kind of a, a little campy and just doesn't really hit like what the other songs hit, I guess. But I will say the the way, um, it is almost cool though how it's like, like it's like, the, it's almost like a metaphor, like how it's like starts out with this very like, almost like traditional kind of like electronic music. It's like the kind of music that your grandparents think electronic music is, you know, like. Fair. It's almost like it's like it's really campy and kind of off the wall and like synthy, and then it just kind of like breaks down. It's like like crumbles at the end. Yeah, I almost think that that was the intention that they wanted to like have this song kind of be almost like um, more symbolic, maybe. I mean, it's which is kind of neat at the end. It short circuits. Yeah, and I think that actually does redeem the song because I think the way that sounds is super cool. Yeah, and that's why I can't like call it a miss because you know 80% of the time it kicks ass for me and it's just like sometimes my mood doesn't want it i don't yeah i i don't dislike that song at all like yeah, I, to I, me i wouldn't i wouldn't call that one of the high points of the record but no. like i i really enjoy it there's not really a point where i would skip it, it like even but we we've talked about like how consistent the record is like even like the shortest simplest most inconsequential track on here which would be night, night vision, vision like it just sounds so yep. good like the synth, i don't know I don't think it's a sample. I'm assuming they're actually like it, it's the synth sound that they put together. But I think you're right about it's night vision. it's yeah. so like lush and it has these this like swelling quality that is really like enveloping. It's very yeah. It's a very like um, effective sort of like break on the album. It's right after harder, better, faster, stronger, right? No, it's right after crescendos. Crescendos because okay. it literally like I I know that off the top of my head that easily because side A on the record is. One more time, aerodynamic, uh, digital love, harder, better, faster, stronger. Okay. Fucking perfect side A. Yeah. Side B, crescendos, night vision, superheroes, and then 
Um, nightlife. Nightlife. Right? High yeah. life. High, high life. life. Nightlife. No, it's no, it's high, high life. It's high life. life. You're right. I got it yeah. wrong. Um, and again, perfect side B. It's just like, fuck. I, you know, if the one sample that really blows my mind on this, like I have also watched dozens of videos about mm-hmm. all the samples. When I found out that the sample in superheroes was fucking Barry Manilow, <laughs> I was like, how the fuck do you turn Barry Manilow into yeah. an absolute banger? How do you make Barry Manilow good? What the I, fuck? I, right? yeah, it's it's so just like, God damn, you French fucks. How, how are you so good just at this? Wait, I want to be you. Just wait for gorillas featuring Barry Manilow <laughs> and, and JPEG Mafia or some shit like that. <laughs> that yeah, would be no, the, awesome. That's like this album though. It just blows my mind. Yep. Like, they, it's like, it's like, they'll take ballads and they're like, no, we can make it like a dance banger yeah. out of this. Yeah. Like, he's just like, yeah. Um, what, what does that song go? I just know he's like, run through the air and I, uh, like, it yeah, just it's, keeps... it's the, the line, like the line that is sampled is something's in the air, but like, oh. it is a ballad that is in the like, something's through the air. It sounds like he's saying, it sounds like you're saying. I thought you were saying. It sounds like you're saying "run through the air." It's something like that. I'm pretty yeah. sure it's. Not. Which I, is kind of neat because which, which I visualize like it's like a superhero. I'm thinking like yeah. running through the air is a weird way of saying like you're flying or something. Which, I'm by the way, Kevin up. Feige, Marvel, come on, let's get superheroes in into a Marvel movie. Yeah, let's go. Real. Like Holy maybe shit. maybe here's an idea. Peter Parker has to like uh, follow some some like uh, like there's a, a young kid start com- starts coming to his high school and like he suspects that he's like part of like some supervillain like scheme or whatever like maybe his dad's a bad guy so he follows the guy to a club one night and what's playing there oh it's superheroes and you know yeah, Daft yeah. Punk is playing at my club and so they're <laughs> they're just thinking he's thinking to himself alright I gotta go me and MJ are gonna go and they're all dressed up and it's cool or whatever and then he like has the Spider-Man suit on under his, his thing or whatever but basically the main point is that it, it all takes place like and then there's a fight there and superheroes is happening in the background of that fight mm-hmm. too it's really it'd be yeah. cool Basically. But like basically it, it is something. I'm sorry guys, I hate being right about that because honestly running through the air would be cooler. Yeah. But it is something. But like how do you turn this song like you know, it's funky enough as it is, mm-hmm. but it's Barry Manilow, so you're like, eh. But then you 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 somehow get fucking this from it. And it's like, and then it like crescendos so well where they start bringing in all the yeah, bleepy all the, like synths and, and ah, just, ah, like that's the yeah. song. So good. That's the song on the album where I literally have to take a like a big <laughs> exhale at the end because I was just like, man, that I, was something. I think for me that's crescendos. I love crescendos. Crescendos is my favorite. My favorite song on the album. Is that all our favorites on it? I think it is. I think crescendos. it's probably. My, I think it probably I, is the I best. do love one more time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but I think yeah. crescendos is my favorite. I think there's crescendos two categories favorite. with this album. I think there's like the iconic classic "Can't Be Touched," right? Yeah. And that's like one more time. And mm-hmm. then there's just like, boy, this is a fun time. Yeah. Yeah. But then there's also like something about us which kicks ass, but it's I just like, yeah. not be it's just right low key one. like. That one's super like, nice too. That's, yeah, it's that's top. It's all good. Yeah. It's all amazing. It's, I, a, it's I a hard just, one to to pick your favorites for. Yeah, I think. Uh, and yeah, there one are, of, oh, sorry. The uh, the choice to like start to use because they're so closely associated with the vocoder at this mm-hmm. point, and so that appears I think for the first time on uh, 
Digital Love, right? Yes. That's like the first point in their discography where you hear well, that. I you mean, could argue Around the World is kind of a vocoder. Oh, you're of. right. It is Around the World. Okay, And yeah. that was... Eh. But in I mean, terms of like of having vocoder. full lyrics yeah. with the vocoder, that Last would be Digital night, Love. I had a dream about you, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was... And this this goes to show like this record in particular I think is maybe most indicative of like the fact that literally everyone loves them. Yeah. It feels like like I I was talking to one of the bartenders at work who's like a mom in her mid 30s and I mentioned like yeah I'm just going to go home and listen to Daft Punk later and she was just like ah oh, I I love Daft Punk they're so awesome. Yeah, when uh, people say they love Daft Punk, this is the album they think of. This yeah, is like, like she, I, I was this just, where the love is. She was like, so I used to listen to them like you know back in the day, or whatever. I was like, yeah, you were into that one more time shit, and she's like, yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. I was in the elevator like the next day at work again, and I just like I was with one of the AV guys, and I I was just like, uh, why don't we play the game? <laughs> And he was just like, hell yeah, dude. I love that song, Digital it's, Love. Like, everyone fucking loves them. Yeah. Like, yeah. Even, my, even like if I could play shit for my dad, where like I was playing a live 2007 at one point, he was just like, yeah, it's a little bit repetitive, but like I like it. Like, you know, it's cool. And that, that's the thing with my dad, too. Like, a lot of modern music he just does not get down with. But he actually, I don't know how much you'll appreciate this. Trevor, but he, he, um, at Lala 2011, like he and my brother went to go see Foo Fighters. Me and my mom went to go see Dead Mouse. Dad left my brother at Foo Fighters to come see Dead Mouse. And he was like, yeah, this was better. <laughs> I was like, hell yeah. Um, so it, it just, you know, we'll, we'll get, we'll get into this with a live 07, but it, it just makes me even sadder that I was as young as I was in 2007. Because it's, it's, it's probably the single biggest concert going regret of my life that I won't get to see them live. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. really Same. fucking Especially mine with like, you know, th- there's, if I had been even, cause I convinced my parents to finally go to a day, a day of Lollapalooza in 2010. So if I had been three years older, like if I had been born in 94 instead of 97, probably would have seen Daft Punk. Damn, dude. And that's fucking sad for me. Um, I have to say, this is my controversial opinion on this album, and you're going to scream at me. I don't like Harder, Better, Faster, Stronger that much. Get the fuck out. And I have a specific reason for it. Leave. This is my reason. My reason is that I feel like compared to a lot of the other songs, it doesn't have, or it takes a while to have any kind of real momentum to it. Like it, it feels very stiff and line dancey for most of it. And then they start kind of getting a little funky with like the vocoder and then that's cool. But it's like when you compare it to like a song like Crescendos where it's just like this rolling momentum and it's so fun. And then you listen to like that song where it's just like, you're just kind of stand. I like, I feel like I can stand straight and listen to harder, better, faster, stronger. Mm. You know, mm. like I feel like I don't have to dance listening to that I song. I mean, fair. I can't say I agree, but you know. But I also think, like, conceptually, as like, I think it's like a really like cool idea, and I think it's all like it's niche and it sounds nice, and I think it's like, it, of course, like it's not even like it's a bad song. It's just one of my least favorites. Yeah, on an album fair. of really good songs, fair. you know. But I just had to get. Yeah, that I mean, <laughs> it it wouldn't be it wouldn't be towards the top. Like if I had to rank the track list, it wouldn't be towards the top for me. But it, it would be somewhere in the middle. But like, I don't know. 
I get where you're coming from, especially when the next track, when the track before it is Digital Love and the next track is It's sandwiched between, it's probably my two favorite songs on the album. That's basically (laughs) like me with, uh, if you remember the Radiohead episode, my opinions on In Rainbows, which all of you hated. That's kind of my opinion (laughs) with In Rainbows, where like, you know, Nude is between two of my favorite Radiohead songs of all time. And it's just Mm. like, the placement doesn't help. I'm not saying it's bad. It's just yeah, fair. Yeah, yeah. no, that's yeah, fair. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's something that you have to consider. It, that's like part of like an album having yeah. good flow. I think is yep. is that. Um, uh, but also, you know, I I don't yeah. necessarily agree. I like harder, better, faster, stronger a lot. Um, it's definitely fun. Yeah, it's but, uh, yeah. but it does. You might, we've been talking a little bit about digital love, and I think for me that's kind of where like this album's Achilles' heel comes in for me. And the reason that I wouldn't give it a, like a 10 and the reason that I wouldn't uh, consider it like uh, I don't know that I'd consider it their best record because I, I think the real shortcoming here tends to be on the occasion that it happens is the lyrics. I think are like uh, like I don't really particularly care for the lyrics on face to face. I also don't like Todd Edwards voice. Oh um, yeah, his. I mean, that's fair. Like, I'm gonna jump ahead a little bit, but it's the same fucking problem I have with fragments of time. Really? Yeah. Like, I fucking I can't stand. Like, his voice just sounds like the most vanilla fucking ice cream ever. It's mm. it's it's to me really flat and uninteresting and and dull. And it's it's weird because I agree with you, but for me, it works on fragments of time where sometimes it does not. It works look a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I think I think with better. face to face, some of it was like. I don't know if they were trying to reclaim because I, I never I still haven't listened to their original band with um uh I don't Laurent. remember Lawrence Lawrence yeah, Brackwood one of the members of Phoenix. I still haven't listened to any of their stuff, but like I feel like they were trying to kind of recapture that rock energy in the vocals, which is why they were like, Todd, strain your voice. And it's like it's, it doesn't sound good all the time. Like the face to face. It's yeah. Like, yeah, I'm not. Mm. And but like even like lyrically, no, uh, voice aside, I think I I could get past that if it was just the issue with the voice. I I don't think I would let that like stop me from absolutely just. I don't know how do I say this because yeah. I do love it. I do adore it. I do think it's a great album. It's it's amazing. But I think the thing that really keeps it held up more so is the lyrics and you know it's an electronic album you don't necessarily consider the lyrics that strongly but they put them on the album yeah so they yeah. had mm-hmm. some thought that went into right it. and i just think even as I, I love digital love but like the beginning the i think that opening line is just kind of like a little crass and sort of like the last night i had a dream about you in this dream i hear what you're saying right beside but as a counterpoint i will say i think that's kind of the point like i think it's supposed to be kind of like sappy and simple like it's not supposed to be this like Mm -hmm. it's literally just a song and like Half of Daft Punk's lyrics are like, "Hey, let's dance," you know, yeah. like, "What if we uh, like that?" Dance, it's like their their dance song, so it's just like, "Hey, like, you know, let's you and me," you know, yeah. <laughs> like it's not really supposed to be this higher thing. I think it's just supposed to be a sweet song. I, I yeah, I can't I can't say I disagree with that assessment and like the context that it's being considered in, especially given the song is that sort of like happy go lucky dance track mm-hmm. sort of. Which I still I still find it a little I, I think kind of, I think the point um 
that I what I get from it is like because it's you know digital love it's not like real love or whatever but mm. they're tr- like this is when the robot persona starts coming off and then I think the point is you know how like love is a human concept right so a robot trying to grasp it would not fully understand nuance like yeah. he, like a robot would just very much be like last night I had a dream about you yeah and it's like that's that's interesting. you wouldn't you that's wouldn't a- say that like like if I had a dream about someone that I had a crush on I wouldn't walk up to them and be like <laughs> you know last night I had a dream about you and let me tell you and about then it. let me tell you about it <laughs> yeah. like in this dream I was dancing I was right dancing beside right beside you, you and yeah. it looked like everyone was having fun the kind of feeling yeah, so it's wow. very blunt but like with the um the performance of the vocoder like it just comes across cute yeah. you know so why don't we play the game <laughs> yes yeah why don't we yeah. play we play the game we. that might i think actually that might be their best song like since we're talking about it game, uh, digital love digital love if i had to pick a song that i think is probably their best one it might be that one it's a, it's a great track I think it's it just like really track. dynamic and it showcases everything they're good at like the sample's good like it stands as like a song i feel like anyone can get behind it it has that that gnarly like synth vocoder solo that's so cool and like, wow, 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 so everything wow, is wow, on display wow. in this one you know that's true i think yeah. yeah i think that really it's a really well-rounded track i do still take issue with the lyrics but not as much as on face to face where like there yeah. is there is no there's no robot voice to save you no, i think the lyrics yeah, are just kind of yeah. bad yeah, I'm with you on that. I yeah, know, and that one, it's like the um, I do the love parts the with the samples are face, so though. sick that yeah. it's just like, okay, I'll sit through the lyrics. Let's get back to that next part. Yeah. But that is you, let's get the to weakest the instrumental, part like, of yeah. the album. I'd yeah. Say. Which is really sad because, I don't know, I have a thing. like for I've noticed that a lot of my favorite artists, the penultimate tracks on albums are not always the best, even when I love the entire album. But like, that's one of them. Like face to face would be towards the. I still really enjoy it, but it would be towards the bottom of mm-hmm. my track ranking. Yeah. But like too long is so probably good. my second or third favorite yeah, on, on the album, right sweet. after Crescendos and Digital Love. Like it, mm. it's it's so good, and I don't give a shit that it is fucking eleven minutes long. Like it is. It doesn't, it doesn't feel, feel like it. It doesn't feel like it at really all. Well. Like I listened to it on the drive over here, and I'm like, by the time it ended, I was almost here and i was like oh yeah yeah and there's that's a lot like, of restraint yeah. in the song like yeah. how it's like they they you know they just let you kind of sit in the the first section and then they bring in like you know the the chopped like samples and stuff and then like it progresses into a new kind of song and it's yeah, yeah. And who, it goes who, over so well who's the vocalist on that one romanthony romanthony because he's the guy he's, who does one more time too. yeah 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 and oh. he, he, on he the, has a very good voice. on the other end of like where i don't think todd edwards voice is interesting at all and i don't think it fits with the songs ever uh his voice fits fucking perfectly yeah. especially on on one more time yeah and as probably almost as much on too long like yeah. especially that you know you need it. Hey, I need it too. Long right. You know you yeah. need it. It's good. It's a very for good you. pairing. We gonna move. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking. Uh, it's a great track. Yeah. And this is where they really elevated themselves from electronic heroes to like icons. Yeah. Like to, mm-hmm. to yep. kind of superstars, especially with the decision to do the fucking robot costumes and also mm-hmm. the i have never watched it and we didn't watch it for this oh i haven't watched the whole, either. I've watched the whole movie interstellar that, yeah I and it's like that. they basically decided like 
you know, I, I, we all know how I feel about Childish Gambino, but it's like Daft Punk did with Discovery and Interstellar what Childish Gambino wanted to do with Because the Internet. Yeah. Like, very much so. Yeah, I think uh, they they really started to kind of broaden out and, like, embrace... It's, they say that they don't want to be celebrities. They have no interest in that sort of public life. But they, like, as much as they've maintained their anonymity, they really are. Like, yeah. like everyone knows them. You know the helmets. You know... Yep. Uh, you know this the the vocoder voices they're so strongly associated with like that image that it's you know they they are so they, i think it's like a, well, think, a, a dream kind of being able to be a celebrity in that sense and still like are you gonna notice tomas if he's like no. just in the yeah. 7-eleven you literally you? look at the wikipedia it's just got the robots pictures yeah. on their yeah. wikis yeah. you, can, the you can find thing. pictures yeah, you can, most, yeah most of them like most of the pictures of them without the helmets are from when they were doing shows without the helmets so mm, their heads yeah. are down looking at the boards yeah and yeah. you can't really. I think I found like one good photo where yeah. it's just like their faces, but yeah, and like like the the uh, Guy Manuel, like it's just a picture of like him putting gas in his car or something, <laughs> like a couple of years ago. It's, well, here's the it's, thing. Um, here's the thing. Sorry to cut you off. Uh, but just like you're talking about the celebrity thing, and I think what like the how I perceive it is like they didn't want to be a Tomas and Guy Manuel, two French house you know makers in the late '90s you know, and be mm-hmm. famous as those people. Like right. what they created is not them. Like it's this like whole like universe that is timeless and will always be that thing, but it's not what they were at the time. Right. Which is why, you know, Ghost tried to, the band Ghost tried to do that too by like not leaking anyone's um, real identities and just having them be like the ghouls and the mm-hmm. undead Pope or whatever the fuck they do. I don't know. But then one of the former members who like got kicked out was just like, ah, fuck you. I'm going to, you know, tell everyone who you are. And he did. And now everyone knows who the members of Ghost are. But like with Daft Punk, it wasn't leaked because they had done press rounds as themselves and then realized like, you know, let's. We don't want to do that. We don't want to do that. Let's do something else. Mm -hmm. And. You know, it, it's one of those things where if they hadn't effectively put an end to the project with the epilogue, like there was always the joke about like, what if they just passed on the helmets and Daft Punk keeps going for hundreds of years? Like that would have been awesome, but like you definitely would have been able to tell when it wasn't. Well, what if they? What if they did like? What if they did like an apprentice sort of thing? Like they literally <laughs> trained up their like yeah. predecessors or their their, their successors. Uh, the successors, I yeah. mean, yeah. Yeah, that, that would be dope. That would be crazy. Everyone's like, you guys ever notice you haven't heard from Flume in a while? <laughs> Where, where's Flu, where'd Flume go? <laughs> hey, or, Daft Punk's back. Or, oh. like, or like someone with like a really distinct like like physical gestures and like body shape. Yeah. You know, like fucking Trump is the next Daft Oh, God. He just up there like, you can't see this. Yeah, you listener, can't see sorry. it, but he's... <laughs> He I'm would, doing the hand he, gestures. He would, he would never. He has too much of an ego yeah, to he's just like, hide yeah. behind a mask. What do you mean I have to wear the helmet? What do you mean I have to wear a helmet? Yeah, this, can, this is I'm not the gonna worst do the voice, trade but, um, deal in the history of trade deals. You're telling me I could be the gold ever. one? I could be the gold one, right? Let's make that orange. <laughs> Let's make that orange. Yeah, and there was really... Um, I think the reason that like Tomas has the mouth is because he's like the only one who talks in interviews. Hmm. Nice. Manuel doesn't talk at all. Like, yeah. He hardly ever speaks. Yeah. And Which is really funny... That if I'm remembering correctly, Tomas is the one who blew up, right? 
Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's just like mm-hmm. the mouthpiece of the band is what is gone. So effectively, you will never hear from them again because the robot that could speak <laughs> is gone. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen that movie Electroma? I've no. not. Yeah. I, I haven't seen either. the movies. I don't I That's I'd like need well to. that clip in the epilogue is taken from that movie. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So Yeah, I knew that. Yeah. The, I, I was like, ooh, they filmed something new at least, but no, no. it was an old thing. It was an old thing. <laughs> All right. I think um like little things, I mean, the helmets is our big thing, but it, like there's, they kind of like stepped on all the right stones to like get themselves to a point where they are like truly um, like ubiquitous icons yep. of just music in general. Not even, even just, a, not even electronic music, just all of music. Like yeah. even little shit, like, like the song Defunk being so yeah. iconic and also being so close to their band name, mm-hmm. like Daft Punk, Defunk. Like it's mm-hmm. like those sorts of things are things that your brain kind of associates like, okay, yeah. And it becomes, you can tie it really closely and, and, and remember it. And it's, it, you take it with you musically. It's little things like that are kind of what elevated them over yeah. time. Also with like discovery, since we're still talking about that album and then maybe we can move on. Yeah. Um, (laughs) We've spent a long time on discovery. With that one more, pretty much that's like the album where they're sampling, you know, like a lot of like kind of older music, you know, like your parents' music, whatever, like, and then they're adding like the synths and it's like, it's sci-fi, but it's also retro at the same time. Yeah. And that's probably like, there's a lot of people, it's like a very popular kind of like, thing that like people are just really into online but like they do it the best and like it's one of the reasons why everyone of every generation likes it and will probably always like it because it just it's the past and the future yeah yeah it's um it's what Giorgio was talking about when he was just like, I wanted to do an album with the sounds of the 50s, the 60s, mm-hmm. and then have a sound of the future. Yeah. You know? It's exactly that. Like, yeah, they fucking that is, nailed that. Yeah, because homework was the sound of then, yeah. you know? And that's, like, the biggest, up, like, step forward is, like, that, like, new approach to the album. Yeah. yeah. Which, Discovery is literally just... I, I feel like, you know... Obviously, it, I'm just re- reiterating what you're just, what you just said. Like homework was a little forward thinking, and then it was mostly, "Hey, look at where we've come from." Yeah. And then discovery was very, "Listen, this is what it's gonna be," and they were right. Yeah, like, and I, 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 yeah, it's a, it's a great, great, great record. One of, yeah. the, one of, one of my favorite albums for sure. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Even if it does have that little slight Achilles heel with the lyrics being. A little bit underwhelming. I it's, do. It's like a nine point nine. I out of do 10. still say it's a ten. Normally, yeah. I feel like if it's a ten, it has to be flawless. But I feel like the things, the overwhelming amount of like just insane things on this album, it would take a lot more than a bad verse. Is you this know? is this Andrew one of those ones that's going to be in the a single mediocre hook away from a ten club? It, for you? you know, it honestly, I've I've been sitting here thinking about it, and like, because the more I listened to it for this the more short circuit grew on me. Cause when I originally listened to it and originally rated it and all that, I was like, yeah, I can do without short circuit. And that for me is what, you know, drop something like flawless. We've had this conversation because you convinced me to like not be such a hard ass. Cause I used to be like, Oh, if there's, you know, if there's a minute of something that I don't like, then it's not perfect and it can't be a 10. But 
I have amended that since our previous conversation to be like, if there is a full song that I don't like, it can't be a 10 because that's that is that is longer than like a snippet. Right. But the more I listened to this and the more short circuit grew on me, it it probably might get bumped up to a 10. Yeah. It's, it, it's, it's so it's so fucking good mm. either way it's the, the impact is indisputable it's yep. massive it's ongoing it's timeless it doesn't sound dated at all nope. there's there's it's you can't you can't do much better than this people you are really still can't. remixing one more time to this day yeah yeah have you do you guys know anything about their uh their side projects had you st- no. explored Not that really, at all no it's interesting because um you can kind of see like how they came together on, on discovery because like in their side projects uh, guy Manuel was very into, um, he has this side project with another guy called Lay Nightclub, spelled with a K. Um, and the stuff's kind of like, it's very emphasized on like what the sample, like what they're sampling. And they would just sample something and it have a really cool texture and they put like drums and they would just never change for a long time. It was very much like, this mm-hmm. is a club, it's not supposed to be enjoyed outside of a club. Okay. And yeah. I have heard uh, music sounds better with you, which was something that Tomas did with DJ Falcon or something like that. Oh, he was remember. a part of that, really? I think so. That's, I'm not sure. But that's crazy. That's a huge, yeah, that's a huge one. That was a fun but, one. Um, but then like Tomas's stuff, I haven't heard as much of his stuff, but like it seems like he's more into the melody and the sense. Mm-hmm. And like I think like when they were working on those on their own, when it came together, it kind of gave us what Discovery is, but... Human After yeah. All was uh, their 2005 record. It was as uh, it's baffling to me. Like just to think that any Daft Punk record was made in six weeks is crazy to me. Wait, this was made in six weeks? Yeah, and that it sounds like it. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's pretty much universally considered like the nadir of their of their career, the low point. It's um, it's much more. I don't know. It's kind of back to homework in its structure and that it's more minimal and repetitive and mm-hmm. kind of made for DJing, I think, but it has a lot more of the sounds uh, from discovery. So it's kind of like both records, I would say in terms of like the musical scope of, of what they're drawing from that said, it's, I, I don't think there's much here that justifies its existence. Like, like, from song to song and as an album as a whole. Because there are a lot of interesting ideas, great ideas, fun ideas, things that I like. But they don't do a whole lot with them, I feel like. And it's the repetition is really uh, overwhelming. and You get like ear fatigue listening to this shit. You yeah, know? for me, it's like I like Television Rules the Nation as... Um, as an opener better than what was the opener on homework again? It's like, that's not the opener. Human after all is the opener. Oh, human after all. Right. right, My bad. Television rules. The nation is later on in the album, but human after all is a better opener. Um, it's one of my favorite Daft Punk songs. Yeah. Yeah, That's one of my favorite, but but like, I don't know for me, it it's emotion is a very weak closer. I do not yeah, like I don't emotion. Know. I really like emotion. I, um, I, I think it's it, it has like a, a good it has a lot of um, gliding quality and yeah. I like that like sort of like uh low lo, uh low filtered um cut off with the uh the mm-hmm. from that they take from technologic, right? I think yeah. in the baseline. I think it's cool. It's just like it's again, it's too long, I think. 
too long. Um, but it it's you know I I wrote down um, like it has some slappers, but it's definitely my least favorite. Like I really like Robot Rock, even though it is literally just release the beast with. <laughs> it's their laziest sample. It's the exact sample. same yeah. fucking thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's their laziest sample, but I still enjoy it. But like. It really, what I wrote down is it seems like they went with a formula and most of it sounds the same, but not in like a cohesive album type way, but in a, this is just the same idea repeated yeah. 10 different times kind of way. It's not like Discovery where there are certain sonic qualities that are similar, but there is dis- there there are distinctions on every single track. But this one is like, it all blurs together yeah at a certain point and also the sound quality of the album is like it feels like it's half a db away from clipping like Mm -hmm. every time it has this extremely brittle and harsh quality to it that they have pulled off at other times like contact at the end of random access memories where it feels like your speakers are about to blow no matter how quiet you listen to it yep to hear it, it almost feels like too much, and it's the whole record, and it's exhausting. And while, yeah, there are, I like Television Rules the Nation, and I love Human After All, and I like fucking Technologic. I think that's yeah. a cool idea, even yeah. though it, it maybe it's a little bit goofy, but I'm just trying to think of like other tracks on here. Oh, I like Prime Time of Your Life a lot. Prime Time of Your Life is pretty good i um, love the ending i love how it just yeah. speeds up into this like well, nonsensical mush it's great and i have um a lot of fucking opinions on this album <laughs> i'm gonna take some time to speak yeah okay. okay um you said that it has some of the sound of discovery i like this album is nothing like discovery it has like i feel like it has like no overlap pretty much it's like it's all like you said like its whole problem is just like i think they wanted to like go with a more like take like a rock approach to like electronic music like this is it's it feels like it's like you know if they were actually to utilize the punk from daft punk but like yeah just the whole thing sounds like really gnarly and gross and it's the same it's like they uh they got like a casio keyboard where like roll the dice for what sound and they're like okay it's like some gritty gnarly synth we'll use it for the whole album (laughs) it's like that same yeah like a lot it's a lot of recycled sounds you know they didn't they weren't really it didn't seem like they were kind of looking for new stuff i I feel like it's actually a very coherent album like sonically but it's a bad sound (laughs) that yeah it's it's, the whole thing got a cohesiveness to it that i think honestly is probably more of a detriment than anything Mm -hmm. which is bizarre but yeah there there are songs on here that it's frustrating to me because I think maybe if it was more time or if they just had the desire to could have been cool. Like brainwasher is kind of got like a little bit of a black Sabbath iron man vibe to it with the, I am the brainwasher shit. Mm-hmm. But like yeah. it, and I, and I kind of like that. But like, it's the same problem that every other fucking song, like even robot rock. Yeah. Cool song. But like, can you do something with it? You right. know, like it's, it's yeah. cool ideas that rarely, I think technologic human after all, and maybe prime time of your life are the only songs on but here. Even, that um, I, even prime time though starts off. Like when you're hearing prime time, you're like, okay, they're going to make the cool song that's ever been done. Yeah. Like it's got this, like the, the beginning is so sick and then it has this crazy buildup. And then they're like, yep, that's it. it. it it's like, um, like it feels like they were going to build up and then do just like 
next level shit and then they just didn't bother like it's I, to me it feels like if it was um like if it was they had the vocals with the prime time of your life and then they just had this like part where you just like go hard and it's like okay let's live it now then that'd be cool but because it's a build-up it feels it's like the most extreme blue balls it feels very unsatisfying mm. it's just like and then there's nothing which is why it actually though it's very abridged um on the live version they like lead right into um what is it rock and roll and then brainwasher yeah it's like you actually get the chance to like after the build-up to like go hard and then they bring back the vocals it's it feels like a more complete experience it's kind of interesting that like you know once again on the album some of these ideas don't work but then the way they use them in Mm -hmm. the live setting on a live 2007 is just like okay fuck like mixing steam machine which i I hate, I hate that song. It's I so hate bad. it on really on, like on it. Human After All. I fucking hate it. That song makes but then me when mad. They, when they mix it with Too Long in a live 07, I'm like, okay, no, right. this this is a banger. But Yeah, because there's a lot of the songs that are like, okay, this song is an ARP, and that's what you get, or yeah. whatever. And then like they actually bother to edit it and do cool things in the live version. Yep. Mm-hmm. And also, it doesn't sound like dog shit in the live version. Like, pretty also much all true. the... Is even Human After All... Um, it survives because it's a really good song, but even sonically, it's it barely works. You know, I feel it's, like it's yeah, it's like teetering on the edge of yeah. like. If it wasn't as almost, good of a song, it wouldn't it. work. I think it, it's baffling to me that they considered this their favorite record when it when they were done with it. Like, yeah, I, I just I don't know. I don't get it. Like, I I do think it's a. I would still say it's a good album, but like it's right on the line where mm-hmm. I can barely like. This is like a once every, maybe once or twice a year thing, whereas pretty much every other album I can listen to like a couple times more. What's what's funny to me, and I wrote this down, is that it's very much so, for me, mostly because of what it's sandwiched between, it's very much a Hail to the Thief thing, thing, trying to tie back Radiohead. It's very much like that for me, where it's like Amnesiac kicks ass, In Rainbows is... Also kick ass a little better than Amnesiac, but then sandwiched in the middle is yeah. is like at least I'll say this for Human After All. It's not bloated. It's, no, not, it's not like it's, it's very concise. concise record, it's, yeah. it's concise. It's just it's not as good, but it's also better than what a lot of people would put out in two thousand five sure, on yeah. the electronic side. So it's like it still does have good ideas and i think it is inventive but i think the execution is terrible it's it's like you know some of it obviously might be i'm not gonna say it's unfair criticism because all criticism is fair unless you're just like well they i don't like them they're french like that's not criticism that's just stupid are you a daft punk fan oh no 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 i hate the french (laughs) (laughs) um oh that's 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 i don't know why that reminded me where i was going with this but like you know to have this be their weakest thing is kind of a testament to just how good they are yeah because it's not that it's it's not that Mm. bad but like in the context of their stuff it's terrible I don't know. I think it's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I, it's it's like, hard. If someone, I, were, if yeah, if you were I to listen, just, I mean, let's just think. I listen to this album because it's Daft Punk. If this was not Daft Punk, would any of us listen to it? I there, wouldn't. Uh, That's a, a fair f- point. A few tracks. 
a few maybe tracks, a few but... tra- i would yeah there's the ones that i really like i still would like like the songs i really like on this are human after all i really like emotion um the songs are good the like album what other bad. songs are good <laughs> <laughs> point being um and case in point how fucking good how much better is the material on alive 2007 yeah oh yeah like it, yeah like Robot rock mixed with oh yeah, like fucking oh, bangs, yeah. like no, bends so me good. over the fucking yep. table. It's so good, dude. Those drums, yeah, so sick. Um, but yeah, he um, what was I gonna say? Oh, oh and fucking, oh yeah, the just uh, I don't know if we're gonna move on to Alive 07, yeah, but just uh, I guess one last thing I just want to say is I think another big problem is that I feel like a lot of the songs don't have the same kind of like. Uh, momentum to them that's uh that discovery has like the biggest examples if you compare crescendals with television rules the nation the nation i feel like i could listen to crescendals like a 20 like a 15 minute cut it just you just keep like you're just grooving with it but then like television rules the nation is like so start and stop there's just like there's no flow to it it doesn't it does it feels like it's trying to force the dynamic yeah like yeah I don't know. There's just no, there's, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't go. It's just, it sits there. It's, it's stagnant water. You yeah. Know? Which is funny because segueing into a live 07, mixing them together works it's, really well. I think it's the best track. I, I agree. I Especially because it. they also threw in around the world. Like it just, you know, the, it starts off with just the television rules, of the nation stuff. And everyone's like, yeah. Oh my God, it's television rules, of the nation. Hooray. And then they just splice in the around the world. It's like, uh-huh. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> and then, really and then well. crescendo starts and you're like, Oh yeah. You get oh, into That's actually one of the first times in the, in the, in the, um, the concert where they just stop and go to a new thing. Yeah. I think like most of it's flowing. Yeah. And then that they're like, okay, but here's the good shit. But here's, here's, <laughs> when here's, here's the one this. You want. When it does like the big build at, at in crescendos where it does like the, that is so fucking great. Like I, I was like, I think I was listening to it at the gym a couple weeks ago and i was like giggling yeah it was so great i was yeah. like dude this is so and i texted i texted john and was like dude you're missing out not doing this daft punk episode <laughs> their discography yeah. is so much fun yeah dude it's crazy that alive 2007 like it's a live album and like it competes as their best thing i think it's the best thing they released really like it, yeah like i told okay. you i had a hot take on that, what my favorite release see, was. see i, I was thought like, your hot take was going to be human after all and i was like i'm gonna walk off the fucking set if you say that <laughs> yeah. but i think i still think i gotta have discovery is the best one just because yeah. it's just like the album yeah but like i don't know like um studio album i would probably say discovery yeah, yeah. it's yeah. like weird and maybe it shouldn't be weird but it's weird comparing a live uh and a live album to yeah. a studio album because they're just different things right but like this is like this album blows my mind more than probably anything else like i hadn't and you know what's crazy i don't know this probably isn't crazy um i hadn't listened <laughs> to this until like literally maybe this year if yeah. not like last year like i knew all of their albums so it's like you're like if you are really familiar with all the, all the albums and you're just hearing these things and then they work in this and then they work in that, it's just like, holy fuck, what is happening? Yeah. I know. No, like, I, I bought the, I bought a CD of this like two years ago and I didn't listen to it until I watched the Lollapalooza video that got put up there, which I am so sad that I was 10 
And I yeah. would not have been able to convince my parents to go to Lollapalooza because not only would I have been able to brag and say, like, I've seen Daft Punk live, my 10-year-old mind would have been blown and my parents would have really fucking enjoyed Daft Punk. How mm-hmm. many kids from, like, our... I mean, I want to say our generation because there are people from our generation who have, but, like, our age range have seen them. Probably not many. I would nah, say maybe, like... A, a handful. Yeah. yeah. A, maybe... A very small. I guess handful. anyone whose parents were into it and was like, "Hey, yeah. and we're come like, on. hey, come on, we're going." To, like it's one. Of I those, was busy and, going to see Fallout Boy and Gym Class Heroes, you know. Same. So, um, but it's it. You know, it's. I'm about to have a, a scorching hot take here. In 2011, my parents said, "I don't care if it's a school night. You're going to see Michael Jackson when he goes on tour, and then he died, and it didn't happen, and whatever. Wasn't it just supposed to be in in London? I thought there was was it whole a tour. whole tour? Whole tour. That's not that. very scorching. Uh, but but that's the thing is there are parents who would have said the same thing about Daft Punk, mm-hmm. and I think that's very telling. And this will I'll tie this back into the the musical icons episode we're gonna do, but. They're at the same level, and Daft Punk is less problematic. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so like, just just imagine that for a second. Like, mm-hmm. if well, I think they Michael, were to have I a reunion Michael tour, is still probably a, a few pegs above as far as just like. I mean, I'd see Daft Punk before I saw Michael Jackson. See, I don't know, just because of like, I if Daft Punk is gonna tie it's in like the live band stuff that they did for the Grammys performance. Yeah, then, that's then yes, but. I don't know. I mean, I'm convinced that's probably at least a part of the reason why they never toured again is because it's no. like, what do you do with right. the random access memory stuff? Yeah. You know? But if the, if they ever do, and I really, really hope they do, but if they ever do a reunion tour and like, let's say they do it, you know, when I have kids or some shit, I'm doing the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Like if, yeah. even if it's like a Wednesday night, my kids are not going to school the following Thursday because they're going to fucking see Daft Punk. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And I, uh, I I wrote, I will never forgive myself for being 10, which is <laughs> like a really stupid thing to not forgive yourself for. But yeah. like they were in the city that I grew up in at the same time as me. And I was not there. And I will always have it to happens. live with that. It happens. <laughs> Just because, like, can you imagine kids who are, you know, if we're nostalgic for, like, that early 2000s, late 90s Daft Punk stuff, there are kids now who are, like, and this is a thing. People on TikTok are like, oh, you know, I wish I was a teenager in the early 2010s. Like, they had Arctic Monkeys and Phoenix and Daft Punk, and it's like, bruh, (laughs) bruh, you do not wish you were, like, what? Well, yeah, it was also a rough time for music in a certain sense. Yes. Because, like, I don't know. I guess I'll wait till uh, Random Access Memories to get to that. Yeah, but there but there was a, I don't know, with, with the with the live records, I think, even if you had gone to see them, do you really think you would have fully appreciated it? At that no. point, like, at age 10, I knew five songs. So I, I wouldn't have appreciated it as much as I would have if I, if I was this age, this experience level with Daft Punk seeing them live for the first time. But like the fact that they opened with one of the songs that I knew, the fact that they did defunct, the fact that they spliced in around the world multiple times, 
Um, and they did technologic, like they did shit that I knew. So I, it would not have been, I'm not going to pretend that like, oh, it would have hit me just as hard as it would today, but it would have been, especially cause they opened with robot rock, which as a child, that was one of my favorite Daft Punk songs. And yeah. that to me would have been like, oh, this is going to be good. Mm-hmm. And I definitely wouldn't have appreciated it. I, yeah. I yeah, I wouldn't have been. Um, I wasn't intelligent mm-hmm. enough. But, <laughs> but there uh, are. I, I think there are probably only two tracks on here that for me aren't like like don't just absolutely go off. Some of them are a little bit rougher. The big one, I think, being and it's funny because you mentioned this as a as something that worked about translating human after all to live. Is I thought prime time of your life was kind of roughly mixed in like especially towards the end when it starts to like speed up and like skitter out of control and they just have like the prime time of your life like going in the background it just doesn't sit Um, in there very well i I think it was yeah it just says like prime of your life i'm pretty sure something like that like it wouldn't fit the whole thing yeah like it's just it feels like a, a rough fit that doesn't yeah it's not as like much of a genius aha moment as yeah the i wish it. um that they had let the prime like the original like beginning linger a little more because like like i like when they have the vocoders that bouncing off of each other was like go and do it go and quit it like that's kind of all happening and they yeah. pretty much forego all that in the live version yeah uh, yeah but those are that's like my only fucking complaint yeah. about this like my, i think the whole thing is here's awesome. my big complaint you meant this kind of ties back in they uh, they have face to face in this live concert and they play the worst part of the song. It's just the vocals. They don't do the uh, yeah. They don't do the 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 chopped like you know the what would you count call that that know. part of it? I guess is that like because you could it call is kind of like it is the chorus. Yeah, like they don't. It's just an instrumental chorus. But yeah, so they don't do the chorus. They do the vocals, and that's kind of like the worst part of that song. But I I think it I actually think it redeems it a little bit because of how slowed down it is. Like I like the fact that it's like slowly accelerates. I do. Like, yeah, the execution is actually really sick. I was just right in front of you. Dun, 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 dun. It's amazing. Watch your five face face. Watch your five face face. Like that's great. Like yeah, I think no, that's it is much sick. More like how they do it is sick. But it's like you're hearing it. I was like, okay, they're gonna do that. Like I'm like waiting to hear it, and then they kind of transition and like from that, you know, I was into like, yeah. short circuit. Yeah. But um. But it such a good so that's paper. that's and my small complaint but I, it's the only thing i think it's the only daft punk thing robert chris Gow ever gave a positive review to because robert chris Gow can fucking choke on my dick but like he <laughs> he said i'd imagine the only reason that they didn't release a full video album of this is because people would not have been able to handle it like, i mean he's not wrong like when yeah. i watched that lala performance i almost cried mm-hmm. <laughs> like because uh, i didn't watch like it was released uh, it, like someone put it on YouTube, what? Like four, three weeks. Ago. It was like three weeks before they broke up. Yeah. And I watched it and I was like, oh my God, we'll get this one day. And then I watched it after the epilogue was we released. Will never and get I was this. like, we will we'll never, never get, get this. this. Uh, this is such a genius album, though. It really is. Like, I don't know how it's possible that they took an entire discography and it just. Everything goes into everything. It's like how much planning went into this. Like I can't even begin to. Yeah. They they made it all work so well together. Yeah. Like and then like also most of the songs like have like crazy like edits and chops and things that are like not in the original. It's like 
I don't know. It's like you could listen. Like it's a whole different thing. Yeah. And most and live, you know, most live things. I even listen to a lot of live electronic music. So mm-hmm. I don't know if that's different. If that's like how they typically. I don't what think it's there like. is a lot of like live releases of electronic music. Like I'm sure it happens yeah. a fair yeah. bit, but like I, it's never it's never really what it's mm-hmm. known for. You know? I always just ignore live albums. So like you, you like the um, Arctic Monkeys had that live album recently. It's just kind and of it's okay. just like oh they're just playing the songs. It's yeah. like okay, I could listen to the live version or the recorded version, but this is like a whole different thing. Yeah, yeah. There are yeah. I think it's well with that Arctic Monkeys one. I think they in particular chose kind of a, a bad show like a bad set mm. for some reason like, yeah see like the later Killers in the tour album. they they had a better set list going and i think they were enjoying themselves a little more it was still kind of gotcha. rough at that yeah. point see, the like, killer's the, live the killer's live great, album is awesome i love yeah. that shit and they have the dvd for it and yeah. it's great i've seen it like a million fucking times. god i i'm gonna when when we're done here i'm gonna go watch the lala video it was yeah 2007 and this is another thing where it's it's hard for me to explain but same guy same guy with the Boston thing with the Gene Simmons interview. Oh yeah. Um, he's like a tour manager. He's a tour manager for, he's the guy who he tour managed Ben Folds for a while. Damn. And, uh, um, he's how I got to work for run the jewels that one night freshman year. Fuck um, yeah. cause he was tour managing the guy, the guy who was opening for them. He's done a lot of like, you know, cool artists, but, um, he's very much like an of his time kind mm. of like, you know, Music was better back then, sort of shit. Like a uh, what? What's that YouTuber's name? Rick Beato. Yeah, maybe. Where he he does like he has these lists of like oh the top twenty bass intros of all time, and they're all like fucking seventies. They're all seventies rock, and then he started putting out videos that are like I listened to the top ten. Is music getting worse? And it's like. I thought Shut we the were fuck past up, man. This, so did man. I. Yeah. I thought everyone grew up. Music was better uh, back when I was, uh, you know, when I was listening to it. Uh, have you heard Steve Miller bands? Music <laughs> was better during my cocaine addiction. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, I'm going back on. But honestly, <laughs> just so I can enjoy music again. Like here's here's just on the Rick Beato thought. You know, it's an honorable mention. Even though it is one of the best bass intros of all time, uh, I'm not gonna guess it. It's no. the national anthem. Oh, okay. It's an oh. honorable mention because well, it was released in 2000, so it can't be like the best of all time. It's like shut the fuck up. Well, dude. see, I can't like anything. If it were only it a few from. years earlier in the 90s, yeah, then yeah, maybe you'd count. Then like, oh, cool. Yeah, no self awareness to try to hide what a cunt he is. You know, nope. yeah, yeah. Honestly, yeah, I, I, I had this, but I, going back to what I was saying, there was um. I, whenever I have lunch with him or dinner with him, occasionally he'll like bring up just like, I've never understood like with electronic music, why you would ever want to just go and watch someone press play. He have has, you ever been to an electronic show? They I, do not just press play. I doubt it. Yeah. I was just, I did say that at one point I was just like, that's not really how it works. He's like, yes, it is. They press play. And I'm like, okay. So why would you go, even if that were the case, why would you go to the theater? You could just watch it at your own home. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's the same thing, isn't it? I mean, it's yeah, like every, it's a different every, setting and a different experience. It's on huge speakers. Pretty much every lights. single concert that you go to is rehearsed to absolute shit. Like yep. they know what they're doing. It's yep. basically sleepwalking to them. They might as well just be pressing play. Like 
it's not impressive anymore. Right. It's just the spontaneity is what's exciting about it. And that is something that you can have with like the setup for the, uh, the 2007 tour had them like they were capable. Every performance was different in the sense that like, yeah, they had all the tracks, but they were EQing live and cutting shit up and dropping shit out and bringing stuff in on the fly. They had, MIDI controllers up there. They were playing certain things. It's just yeah. you don't necessarily see it because all you see is two guys up there, like yeah. you know, bopping their heads back. I don't know how that's possible like, to be like secretively yeah. improvising on this sort of stuff, yeah. like live it's like that. That scary. seems so crazy. And it some seems of scary some of them, like also, I'm pr- I'm pretty sure at least in 2011, Dead Mouse was also like controlling his lights. While doing that, and how? I'm like, I'm like, how? Fucking how? How do like, you do that? I don't he's, know. Especially because like you can't, on. you can't see what it looks like in front of you. So like, how are you? I don't know. I don't know if Daft Punk had like a lighting guy handle all that Maybe because like they were doing the so helmet, much other stuff. He's got like and, um, a little like Iron Man it's, display. Yeah, so. it sort of <laughs> makes cool. sense because Daft or uh, Dead Mouse, like he literally has like a team that he works with, like in his place that like designs all the lights like it's all in-house so i'm sure he knows his lights just like he knows it in and out in and out so it's like okay you know the there's gonna be a blue light right there i'm gonna just put it over here real quick and it should work out because i know it you know damn now i want in and out (laughs) (laughs) yeah and i'll never have it so anyway yeah alive 2007 um if you want to listen to human after all listen to it in alive 07 it sounds better there yes it's bitter, uh, but also like I, I think that this might be the best live album I've ever heard. Like I fucking mm-hmm. love it. I would agree. It's definitely in like the top three. I yeah. have to think about what the rest of them are. I do like the uh, "Long Goodbye" by LCD Sound System, but there's probably some other ones I can't think of. But off the top of my head, this is the first one I'm thinking of. I'm also just been in like such Daft Punk mode for the last like mm-hmm. five days. Uh, when Led Zeppelin. Uh, that live album of what is it? Is it their third one? Song remains the same. That tour. That one's pretty cool too. That one's really good. But I also, got that on vinyl. It's the concert. Sick. The 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 record is great. The film is fucking weird though because they like put a bunch of like dream sequences and shit in yeah, for each weird. member. It, it was very mm. indulgent seventies. I'm on drugs culture. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just really good. It's just good performance it's, though. The performance is great. Yeah, it's speaking. it's definitely them at their peak. Uh, Jimmy Page wasn't a complete train wreck yet. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, so, so what do they do after Daft Punk? 2013, um, you know, they took their sweet ass time, but yeah, it they was did. well, well, well worth it with 2013's Random Access Memories. Um, won all five Grammys that it was nominated for. Best Engineering Non-Classical, Best Al- or Album of the Year, Record of the Year, uh, Best Pop Performance by a duo or some shit i think so something like I, that. did it also win song of the year for get lucky it or did, did not some, it just okay. won record of the year. i think uh royals won song of the year that year uh yeah okay um sense. well that would be 2014 grammys i'm always confused about that because it's like you say 2014 grammys but you mean for music of 2013 yeah. same oh, way yeah. like with the Weird. oscars it's like in 2008 uh, or 2008, No Country for Old Men won Best Picture, but it was a 2007 movie. So do yeah. you say in 2007 or 2008? Like I don't know. That's this weird. is really sad. The, the so sad. there were four artists who won four Grammys each at the 2014 Grammys: Pharrell, Bob Ludwig, Daft Punk, Macklemore, and Ryan Lewis. <laughs> they won four. Oh, that is sad, they won yeah. four. <sighs> um, but. Including best rap album, which is fucking stupid. But record of the year was Get Lucky, um, album of the year was Ram, 
Uh, you're right. The Royals was song of the year. Um, and then they won. Where is it? Yeah, best pop duo group performance um, for Get Lucky, and then best yeah. engineered. So which that last one especially is so well deserved because mm-hmm. this album sounds like a little bit of fucking heaven here on earth. Man. Yep, it's like. I don't know. It does. It feels like just the culmination of everything that they did in their career. Yeah. Like I think they said that it was the album they'd been wanting to make, and they had the budget to make it. They could do what they were willing to spend whatever money they had to. Mm-hmm. And like you can tell, these songs were worked on for a long, long, long time. Yep. And it's turns out to be their final album, and it's worth it. You know, it, honestly, yeah. it really is a perfect send off for them, even yeah. though we didn't know it would be. Yeah, it sort of makes sense to me. It's like if you spend, you know, all this time and you're like, you get to the point where it's like, okay, these albums are fun and all, but like, let's make our masterpiece, like what we'll be remembered for, you know? And then when you do it. That's cute. Yeah. (laughs) I still think Discovery is a little bit better. I think it's better. But if you're thinking about like Daft Punk, it's like, it's like, you know, it's like they don't, maybe they just didn't want to be loved by like the people who are really into electronic music. It's like they just wanted to make this grand timeless album Mm -hmm. you know it's like you make it and it's like this will never age yeah and it's like you know Uh, we've done what we wanted to do we are going to wait eight years to release an album and it won't even be an electronic album it's going to be funk and disco and uh, we'll everybody will love it anyway it's so crazy they made human after all and then they made this (laughs) what the hell what a fucking pendulum swing there is one like criticism i've seen leveled leveled at ram that i actually do kind of get because with disco and with like funk soul r&b of the 70s and early 80s which they were trying to capture and everything there were a lot of female voices and there were no female voices on ram that is true so it's like donna summer was still alive wasn't yeah yeah and it's like they kind of missed out on that but other than that there is really nothing bad to say yeah it's like maybe i think i wrote down that uh within is like it's the same thing as like uh short circuit where depending on the day as well it's a wink it's a weak link but I don't agree. I love with it. <laughs> I, I, I like it more in terms of like the slower songs at the beginning. I prefer it over Game of Love. Do you really? Yeah. Dude, Nathan East's baseline on the Game of Love is fucking no, fire. No, Game of Love's way better. I, of it's course, it's fire. You know, opinions. I prefer yeah, I the I prefer the lyrical content of Within. I think it's a lot more. Um, uh, uh, it's a lot stronger. I think it's a little bit more introspective and I really appreciate the minimalist in the composition. There are definitely some like humming drum, like humming pads in the background, but for the most part, it's like, it's just a simple drum beat and then a little bass line. And I love the piano intro, like how it transitions from, cause the first couple songs are in a minor, I think. And then the set, and then every other, the rest of it is, or the next, the following tracks are in a B flat minor I okay. think, or something like that. And know. so there's that key change at the beginning of within on the piano intro that is like, Hey, we need you to transition from this key to this key for us. So that like all the songs kind of like yeah. flow together a little more naturally. And I love the transition like on the, mm. when it does finally hit like the, uh, like on the piano at the yeah. beginning, I think it's beautiful. Yeah. I can see what you mean though. There's like yeah. a, 
a little bit more of an edgy quality, like in a good way, to um, Game of Love. But uh, I don't dislike it at all. I think it's a great track. Like there's, uh, I think there's really only one song on here that I don't care for, and I mentioned earlier, it's Fragments of Time. But even that, like, I fucking love that song. I love the it's, instrumental. I yeah. love like it, and like it feels like he listened to it and was like, it sounds like you know, like a drive down the the coast as the sun is setting. It's like, yeah, that's exactly what it sounds like. And so he made the lyrics exactly that yeah. with like no room for imagination. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. I, and also I just think his voice is like fucking wallpaper. It's, it's Fair. so lame, but those are, that's the extent of my complaints on this really, you know? Yeah. My, oh, and I have one other complaint, but I'll get to it later. My thing with within is that like, other than I didn't notice the key change thing, but I, I it seems to me and I'm, I'm not a songwriter, but it seems that it accomplishes the same goal as the game of love, which is two tracks before. And it's like, did you really need to do that? But now that you've brought up the key change thing, it's like, yeah, you did need to do that. So that changes mm. my thoughts on that. But um, I'm not crazy about its um, melody. I don't think like in like its main kind of chorusy melody. Like, it's kind of a basic melody that just kind of feels like... You're talking about that hiding from someone. Yeah. I don't know. It just yeah. feels like... So there's something, and I can't put my finger on it, something feels kind of amateur about it. Like, it feels like something that, like... I'm not going to say I could write, but, like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, just a songwriter. Like, I feel like, you know, like, it's all right. But, like, when you compare it to the, some of the other songwriting on, on, on it. Yeah, I think um, the real strength of it is is... They was talking about wanting to create um, vocoder vocals that have like have an emotive quality mm-hmm. to it. I think they do a good job. They with that. do a good job with yeah. that, especially like on not just on that track, but you know we mentioned Game of, Game Love. of Love. Even more upbeat shit, like the the opening track is mm-hmm. like has a lot of uh, a lot of character to it. But you you really do get like an emotional um, feeling, like you get an, an emotional. Uh, tone to the vocals even though it's being sung through a synthesizer like i think it's it's really um warm and and welcoming and it's a really refreshing use of that kind of like instead of being like purely robotic it does feel like and the lyrics are reflected of that reflective of that on within where they say where he he seems to be talking about like a a search for meaning and identity and like a a lost sense of of purpose Throughout mm-hmm. and that's sort of like the robots talking kind yeah. of you know that's yeah. another thing where they've really they kind of um, gave themselves room to explore more more with True. with the robot identities the costumes and the fact that they're so anonymous but they really took full advantage of that in like lyrical content as well yeah and with with the sound and the musicianship and everything I mentioned Nathan East on bass and he's just a phenomenal bass player but. I forgot about this when I mentioned the whole, you know, my parents with the This Is It tour that was planned and all that. Michael Jackson's drummer, one of his drummers was on this album. Hmm. John Robinson? Yeah, I've seen seen a video of him playing Smooth Criminal. It just got recommended. I think that's... um, Or is that someone else? I think that was Sugar Ray. Yes, Um, I think it was Sugar Ray. Yeah. um, But he, like, because Michael Jackson had a few drummers. Um, Mm -hmm. But, like, John Robinson was one of them, and he kicks ass. And everything that he was on with uh, Random Access Memories is, like, they they found, for for artists that didn't collaborate often, like, at all, if ever, (laughs) 
the fact that they were like, all right, you know what? We're going to get a bunch of studio musicians. We're going to get the best of the best. We're going to collaborate with some of the biggest names in disco and pop music. And we're just going to make this album that is so timeless. I just, I don't understand how they did it. I think, yeah. And hearing them talk about their approach and their process was really interesting because it had all been so computerized before that. And they, but they did say like, we've always loved chic and that kind of stuff, but going back like a long time where we thought, okay, well, let's try to do something with, that's just a lot of people playing together in a room, a la beach boys, mm-hmm. stuff like that. And so the first step was, well, let's get rid of the drum machine mm-hmm. and let's tr- do studio musicians. And like the musicianship is so fucking strong, especially yep. on shit like Giorgio by Moroda. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Like that, like the end, it's just fucking crazy. That yeah, drum and that's, is that's so not good. John Robinson. That's, um, shit. I'd have to look it up. I don't remember his name, but he kicks ass. Um, Bass playing is great. I love like Nile Rogers is one of my favorite guitar players. Yeah. So it's like just to hear like right off the bat the uh on give life back to music, yeah. which was like I think Guy Manuel mentioned he was uh, saying no. Tomas was saying I realized that it could be kind of come off as like pretentious. It's just like let's be like the. Let's give life back to music, literally. And he was like, but we, I don't know, we, it's a little bit more open-ended than that. We didn't want it to sound like that. But Guy Manuel was just like, I think that music has lost a lot of its <laughs> recently. So, <laughs> yeah, I would like, if you think about what was coming, if you think about what was coming out at the time. And what was like, yeah, you had popular music. You had Royals, which was fucking great. Yeah. You know, like there's some good stuff. You also but had also Macklemore and Ryan Lewis and like Imagine Dragons was nominated for album of the year that you know record, for record of, the year of the year for Radioactive which like they've always been fucking trash or like that was yeah. that wasn't too far removed from like the mm-hmm. era of like truly bottom of the barrel which, which was like 303 oh god or yeah. like like a G6 like that kind of <laughs> the what are we far doing east here? movement yeah. yeah, what are we doing here? And I, I like to think that's what he was talking about. Yeah. But if Guy Manuel comes out and he's just like... That's funny. I was referring to the Arctic Monkeys. <laughs> we'll smack the I, shit out of them. I they're think, dead to us. I think they're fucking trash. Did you... Um, there's a an interview that... What was it with the BBC or whatever? That you may... Had you seen like... Had you watched like any interviews? I think it came out like a few months after this album. Uh, was it the one with Zane Lowe? Or the yeah. one with Pete Tong. I think it's Pete Tong. But yeah, I, I listened to a few of them, yeah. Yeah, because I remember, uh, I just wanted to bring up, because they, um, which one of it was, I'm trying to remember which, who was who was all involved. But I remember they were saying that, like, um, they wanted it to be, like, this kind of, like, time capsule album. So, like, for, like, an extended period of time when they are working on it, they were not they were like isolating themselves, but I, they didn't, it was confusing to me. Cause I feel like they didn't really, really flesh out like what that meant. Yeah. You know, I was like, were you were like, they almost imply that they weren't listening to like any other music that they were just like in a studio somewhere. And they just were like cutting out like culture, but they didn't really, you know, mm-hmm. lay it out exactly. But I, you know, crazy if true, because it took <laughs> a long time to make this album. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and part of me wonders if the reason that they put 2021 at the end of the epilogue video is maybe they had been 
trying to do something and they just couldn't find anything that they were like random access memories is what we wanted to do. It was what we were working towards our whole career. There's and like they're no notoriously perfectionist. So it's like, what do you, what do you do if you can't come up with anything? Like the only thing you really can do is just stop. Yeah. Imagine if they, uh, they come out with Ram and they're like, okay, uh, human after all, two. two. <laughs> two. It's just that Maybe again. not human? Question mark. <laughs> yeah. uh, cyborg and, after all. Like, <laughs> But they, they drop the vocoder and they just sing regular vocals. <laughs> uh, but um, I don't know. The featured artists on this, like I, I've, I've talked somewhat about just the studio musicians like Nathan East and John Robinson, but like the featured artists, like, Giorgio Moroder and Julian, Julian Casablancas, Casablancas, which Julian That's Casablancas, I, I fucking love that feature. It's it a makes great me, feature. No, it's it a makes great me feature. It's weird. Yeah. You know? yeah, it makes me want him to do like an electronic album just to see yeah. what he could do. Yeah. But um, I didn't know that yeah. was him for and the longest uh, time. And then Panda Bear on Doing It Right. Right. Yeah. Good shit. He is his. That was an interesting one because I know he had requested them to remix a couple tracks for him, which like, dude. Hell yeah, for shooting your shot, I guess. Yeah. Ask, asking like the most influential electronic act of all time, who's way more famous than you, to, yep. to remake some of your songs. Like, okay, cool. Um, but they That's were like, crazy. oh, we, we don't want to do that no more. Yeah. Uh, but uh. We'll, we'll keep you in mind. And then he, I, I can't imagine how fucking stressful this must have been because they showed up and like put him in front of a mic and were like, all right, do something good. Yeah, I'm like I would have been so fucking scared, like yeah. to just come up with something on the spot in front of them. But I guess he, and he tried shit yeah. for a while and nothing was working, and and he just did the if you do it right, <laughs> and that's what it was. I mean, shit, it works. Yeah, that's it's crazy. great. It's, I, who um, else is featured on this? Chili Gonzalez on on within. within. Um, Julian um, Casablancas, Pharrell, Nile Rogers. Pharrell, honestly, like for all the shit he gets, um, he needed this. <laughs> he did because <laughs> he had just been on uh, like blurred lines. Had just been the big hit. Everybody get it, and, and and everyone was like, "Really? That's what Pharrell's gonna do?" Pharrell from Nerd and the Neptunes, and and he's gonna do shit like that, really. But then. Get Lucky came out and everyone was like, "Okay, good. He actually, oh, he's back. He he can actually still, you know, like the do quality things." The yeah. And then mm-hmm. he dropped off again. I mean, every iconic artist has to have that one song. Well, maybe not necessarily, but like, <laughs> got to have that one song that everyone knows. And I think they finally, indisputably, got it with Get Lucky. Yeah. Like you could maybe argue Defunk or one more time, but I think it's inarguable. I would argue Defunk. It's, I think it's inarguable. Yeah, that, I would argue one more time. Yeah, maybe, but it, I think it, that depends on the audience, though. Because like, if you're going like their original audience, it's obviously defunct. If you're going more of like okay, the Trolls movie, the animated <laughs> movie has one more time in it. So kids, <laughs> but, know that's, it. but that's the thing is like, but everyone you know, knows every get lucky. single person knows Get Lucky, and like yeah. you could chalk that up to overplaying. Uh, and it did take me like. I'm glad I took those three years after it was like the big hit single before listening to the full album because I feel like I would have just been sick and tired of it and been like, oh, it's a six and a half minute version. God damn it. But when I actually listened to the album, I was like, oh, no, no, this is funky as hell. Please give me more of this Mm -hmm. because I had been far enough removed 
to actually make it good again. Dude, you literally had to tell me that Julian Casablanca's was from The Strokes. I didn't realize it. Oh, yeah. And I had listened <laughs> to some of The Strokes before that point. I just never knew his name. And I still like think like how that song would be different if he actually kind of sung like how he sings in The Strokes. It's not his normal vocal style. Yeah, because yeah, he like it's different. I was like, what if, what would this song be like if it was literally just like lead singer of the strokes on it that'd be so weird <laughs> they yeah make, I, well they make great use of him yeah you know they, no, they, they yeah. put him to like yeah it does sound like a weird collaboration on paper but they make it work like by kind mm-hmm. of pushing him in a direction that yep. suits him but he hasn't really done any other time before yeah. or since also you know? the processing is really cool yeah yes, it vocals. Is. it's like yeah it's a considerable like vocoder and tuning on there like especially on the on the uh like that's a really good sound like, yep i think one of the weak another weak aspect of it is very it's a specific thing but um is pharrell's vocals on lose yourself to dance are not great i don't think it's all right it sounds mm, like right. a little tiny bit out of his range maybe. i think like just a little like stressed <laughs> i think daft punk wants anyone who's featured on their vocals on their on their songs to sound like a normal person. Like, I don't think they like to put on someone who's going to like do runs and have a crazy, they could get anyone. Yeah. But like, I feel like all, if you look at all their features back when we were talking about face to face and like, they're always just people that are like, it's not great vocals, but it's very passable for the song. And like, they're, they're holding it down. You know, mm-hmm. I think they aim for that a lot of That's the time. That's actually a great point, especially when you think of get lucky, because like, it's not, you know, Pharrell can, sing he's he's a better rapper than he is Mm -hmm. a singer and he's a better producer than he is a rapper but get lucky is it's it's the same vein as mr brightside where it's just such an iconic melody that pretty much anyone can nail so it's like when you're doing it live or it's gonna be at karaoke bars and shit and everyone Mm -hmm. feels like yeah i can sing along to this and it makes it all the more accessible yeah than if you were to get like uh, who was big in 2013? Who I don't know, who like was, a Dollar Sam Smith. Yeah, like something. if you were to get like a Dollar Sam Smith on one of these tracks, it, it would have been like, yeah. oh yeah, there's no way anyone else could have done that. Yeah. Like, Especially since they toy with the idea of like the you know <clears throat> robot versus mm-hmm. human thing, where it's like if they want if they're gonna have human elements on there, I think they want it to like be an embodiment of humanity. Yep. Like you could see anyone being in that singing position. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's like dad rock of the future. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's getting close. Dad rock at this point is getting close to being just grandpa rock. I talked to you about this at Grimey's the other day, right, Trevor? About like, there's a point where, and we're reaching that point where Phoenix is dad rock. And I'm very excited for that. Really? Honestly, yeah. Like, (laughs) you're you're looking forward to that? Because I I don't know how I'd feel about that, honestly. It's funny because it's like, oh, I grew up with these guys and now they're considered dad rock. But it's like, at the same time, that's cool, Dad Rock. Like it's cool for yeah. a few years, and then it becomes the whole like. I guess the title doesn't make it lamer. Yeah, but also I don't ever want to be that guy who only listens to shit from like my right, same, my peak same. Years, but like know? I just I had started thinking about that because I was playing Wolfgang at work one day, and this guy uh, who like his daughter was touring Vanderbilt, and they were in from California and everything, but they were like 
coming to the coffee shop every day that they were in the hotel and I was playing Wolfgang and he came in and he was like, dude, this is one of my favorite albums of all time. And I was like, fuck yeah, it is. Yeah. Let's go. Let's do Let's it. Go. Yeah, let's go. When I have kids, this ass. is going to be considered dad let's rock. It makes you understand dad rock because it's like yeah. all that music they're listening to. That's the music. That's their shit. You know, right. I had a, like I was walking around at, at Home Depot when my parents were here helping me move in uh, and I had my Tame Impala shirt on and I came up with this idea for like a little sketch where like two uh like you know kind of like i guess hipstery kids like me like are walking like walking with their dads and they pass each other and one's got a tame and polished shirt on and the other one's got like a, a fucking like i don't know uh pick pick a pick, Guns a, pick, and pick roses. a band no i'm thinking like another hipster oh, band like another shirt. hipster band like a, and like a vampire, vampire weekend, weekend shirt on yeah sure yeah. and um they pass each other and their dads are just like <laughs> fucking gay ass kids these days huh back in our day we used to listen to like pussy smashers like motley Crue and shit like that or whatever and they just like start connecting over how much they hate their son's gay ass <laughs> music or whatever and then it just hard cuts to them fucking each other <laughs> oh god i just love the whole like there's that whole slew of you know mostly 50 year old dads who are like, oh, back in my day, we didn't listen to that pussy shit. We didn't like cater to trans people. There were no like men dressed like men. And it's like, you listened to David Bowie and yes. Twisted Sister. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Dude, like the hair Axel bands, Rose like, is so type. close to being hot, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally like the long hair, like the tight checkered pants yeah. and all that shit. Like, it's like, yeah. What the fuck? Tommy dude? Lee raped nine women. Come on. How many people is Kevin's, Kevin Parker associated with? Well, I would hope... He's got he a has... wife. Oh, cool. <laughs> wow. You know who... who <laughs> he has no rape charges against him? God, what an asshole. <laughs> you, know, you know who Tommy Lee married? Pam Anderson. <laughs> Didn't they get divorced? Yeah, like immediately. Yeah, it's, like, sure. it's like, yeah, but they were married at this point. It's like, no. My favorite artists all got divorced. How about yours, kid? <laughs> My favorite artists better. have stable relationships. Yeah, and know how to treat people. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm. Uh, if Will Smith and Jada Pinkett ever get divorced, I'm again. Be fucking wait, did they get divorced? I'm pretty sure they did. Like, like back a long time ago, and then they got back together. Oh, I don't know. Like one of, one of the chefs at work was talking about that. And then I was, I made a joke and I was like, oh, was this before or after the entanglements? And everyone was like, ha 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 ha. Oh yeah. But like, entanglements with, yeah. with, what was his name? What was the guy's name? <laughs> August something. With August. <laughs> and, uh, so God, Will Smith has just taken L's left and no. right for like the last 10 years. Big yeah. L-E style. Um, yeah, that was. So that was a detour. That was a, yeah. okay. We, uh, uh, I don't know if we need to actually think, include any of that, but yeah. no, it's all staying. In. <laughs> I we, think um, "Motherboard" is probably the weakest song in my opinion. Really, I like it. I, th I think I like that's. The, I mean, it's the not futuristic like, nature of like, it. Like, it's not even bad. It's just like I think this album kind of gets to a point when you're listening to it, and it kind of like it's like okay, this is just going to be you know just this kind of pretty orchestral kind of like little thing, but like I think it just ends up being a little forgettable. Like I always, like I look at the track list, I'm just like, which one was Motherboard? And then I hear, I'm like, oh, this is good. But like, it's not like, yeah, sure. I don't That's know. Fair. That's fair. No, I know. Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest, I do have to occasionally remember. What but I'm just like. saying, but I, yeah. to I mean, me, I mean, being a forgettable song is worse than being a bad song. I don't know. Like, it just yeah. kind of like bloats out. Look, they're out. all fucking trash compared to Touch, though. 
that's touch is crazy, true yeah. <laughs> like, like you remember touch you yeah. know like i really like, i really wish that the um the full part of it lasted more than like 40 seconds Oh, the but dun, 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 yeah, like when the, they when yeah. like everything kicks in and they have like the trumpet going insane and I'm yeah. like, ah, oh, this is amazing, and then it just immediately wow. dies out. I'm like, ah, such is life. I wish it was longer, but also I'm not gonna complain because it transitions into something that is so fucking beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I just I, I you know if they had toured again, that would have been the closing track. Oh, for sure. Yeah, would they have been able to get Paul Williams though? Touch, I remember touch. Yeah. That's another one though, where it's like it feels like anyone could do it. Yeah, great vocal performance. Did you guys um, did you see the um, video with uh, uh, Giorgio, uh, where like he's explaining what how the process was? I think I did see that. Yeah, have you seen that? I think so. Is that the one where he's like Daft Punk didn't explain anything to me? Yeah, Yeah. like they invite him in. He's like, okay, so we're gonna make music, and they're like, no, no, just tell your (laughs) life story. Yeah, they put him in a room with like. When I was 16, no, they put 17. A, yeah, what, there was like... Um, Arnold by Schwarzenegger. <laughs> they had some like... I started lifting when I was 13. <laughs> I knew I needed the barbell, wow. so I put the barbell on the weight rack. Wait, I got what this. What mic was it? It was like a really ancient mic they used, too, because they wanted some, that... Some like something from They like wanted the to have a very specific sound, but they're like, yeah, just talk. And he's like, oh, okay. When Matthew I, by McConaughey. <laughs> when I was 13, my uncle fucked me in the ass. <laughs> When, when I, I when I've I was done 11, peyote. when I was eleven, I bought my first Lincoln. When I <laughs> when I get when I get elected governor of Texas, I'm gonna be driving to my inauguration in Lincoln. I've Sorry been, about that last part. I said I when I was eleven, but I I've always been driving I've Lincoln. Been driving, <laughs> I've been, when I was driving one of those uh, plastic pickup trucks, <laughs> yeah, you have as a kid. Mine was Lincoln. <laughs> I just I'm not over that whole transition in his audiobook. <laughs> <laughs> but I was I was tricked into having sex when I was 14 and I thought I was going to hell. Now I realize I think I'm already there. When I was 18, I was molested in the back of a pickup truck while knocked unconscious. I've, I've done, done peyote. He's <laughs> like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> Holy what? shit. What? <laughs> When I was suffering from the coronavirus, I, I I knew I needed, I wanted to have food for breakfast and food for dinner and then have food of the future. I said, wait a minute, I know the, I know the air fryer. I have the air fryer, that, which is the food of the future. <laughs> so <laughs> so, we, we, added so to, I, we added a click. <laughs> so I added, I added the pork chops to the... <laughs> <laughs> to the air fryer I had my roommate get me seasoning and a cutting board and I <laughs> and I flipped them after 12 minutes and I had pork chops the food was ready and it started beeping wait a minute and that was the sound <laughs> like, a steady beep, click beep, beep, beep. Wait, my and, name is Giovanni Giorgio but everybody calls me Giorgio the, the air fryer is the food of the future <laughs> <laughs> I knew I needed breakfast. I needed, <laughs> I needed, I needed the food of the future. <laughs> oh. uh, um, pa- uh, previous and, Daft Punk albums didn't really have memes. This no, album is. Yeah, yeah that's you, true. You can kind of clown about it a little bit. Listener, with, with listener give us your, your, favorite, uh, your favorite meme from the last three episodes. Is it the food of the future? Is it... I heard Andy Rourke cried like a little baby. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> or is it whatever came before? I don't even fucking remember. The that Smith, was a long time ago. The Smith Shank Redemption. Smith Shank Redemption. I still redemption. think that's the best. <laughs> that is one of the best things you've ever done. 
That was amazing. Hold on, wait. I would. I want to find that that meme that I sent you, Andrew. Because oh, the the um because the comments were so fucking good. Yeah. Um, he says, uh, it's a Giorgio Moroder after discovering and using the synthesizer, and it's the future is now, old man. <laughs> this is on the Daft Punk subreddit, by the way. Um, and the top comment is, but only after he put a click on the 24 track <laughs> and someone responded with and slept in his car. And then and that helped him for almost about two years to survive. <laughs> <laughs> and they just go through the whole thing. Have you guys seen? <laughs> it's like, which is synced to the Moog modular. <laughs> he knew that would be a sound of the future, but he didn't realize how much the impact. They just go through the entire Entirely, Yeah. <laughs> Have you guys seen the video of um, Giorgio Moroder and whatever the band he had behind him was playing this? No, it's mm. awesome. Is it? It's. I'm gonna find it and send it to you guys right mm. now. Yeah. It's really cool. Um, Giorgio Moroder, Daft Punk. Now give me the live video. Yeah, da- I I haven't watched it, but it has come up in my recommended many times. The Daft Punk wouldn't tell Giorgio Moroder their random access memories plans. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Um, it's a it's a good video. Is this it? It's kind of interesting. Yeah, this is it. Uh, real quick, while you, you're just doing your things, yeah. I'm just going to say from top to bottom, my ranking. Oh, yeah. We got to do yeah, that. Yeah, we got to do that. We got to wrap up. We got to wrap up. And for me, yeah. it's going to be uh, a Discovery. Oh, you're going oh, top, top, to top to bottom. Okay. Top okay. to bottom. I'm going top like, to bottom. Okay. I was uh, like. I'm going to say <laughs> uh, it's hard between a Live 07 and Random Access Memories. I'm going to tie them because they're both great for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then I'm going to say. Um, homework and then what's left alive 1997 and human after all probably in that order right or would you rather hear human uh, after um, all than a 97 that's like hard because i might have to, i think i might have to just default nine alive 1997 as my least favorite damn okay okay mine uh i'm gonna go bottom up just because uh Going against the grain, huh? Um, Human After All, Alive 97, Homework, Alive 07, and then it's honestly very minuscule difference between Random Access Memories and Discovery. But at the time okay. of recording this, Discovery is currently on top. But it's, uh, yeah, for me, it's probably Human After All at the bottom, then Alive 97, then Homework, um, then Random Access Memories. Discovery and Alive 07. But like super close between it's really close when Alive and top. Discovery. And the only yeah. thing that actually makes, like with RAM and Discovery, that makes it is like how I said with Motherboard, how I'll see it and I'll be like, which one was that one? Like Discovery, it's like every song, every I'm song like, you that's know. the song. Yeah. I know yeah. that yeah. song. But like, I feel like towards the back end of RAM, it starts to get a little bit on more on the forgettable side. Eh, Beyond is awesome. I love. Beyond. I'm not even saying like, the songs are bad. I'm just right. I don't know, and I you just can't recognize them by name. Like if you heard it, you'd be like, "Oh, that's Daft Punk." Yeah. But. You know, we one thing that we forgot to talk about was uh, the Tron soundtrack. Did anyone listen to that besides me? Not uh, really. No, I thought we had agreed. We, we agreed weren't, we weren't just because we all like Derez. You know, Derez is awesome. Yeah. Love Derez, but um, it's a good. I've never watched really the movie, score. so I didn't want to listen to the score. You're getting Daft Punk in 2011. You know, that's that's like yeah. that's good. Yeah. They just did human after I mean, all. So like, okay, here's your rebound. <laughs> there's a, yeah. And I think there is supposedly another Tron movie happening. And they said it's very, very high priority that Daft Punk do the score. So to be perfectly honest with you guys, I'm not entirely convinced that they're like done for good. Like 
they could easily say no to that. I don't think they're coming back with a soundtrack. I'd be yeah, maybe Tom, maybe Tomas will do it. Yeah, it might just be like but one or the other. They've talked about it. like apparently both of them have like solo stuff that they're in projects that they they're could, working on. But yeah. like, would are they just mm-hmm. they're they not going to use the helmets? Just, I would assume for yeah, their right, solo shit. Not. So like, would it just be completely anonymous? They like, could keep doing stuff together. It just wouldn't be Daft Punk. You know? Yeah, I don't know. I it's, but also I I wouldn't be surprised if they tour again at some point. Yeah, you know. But I, I really also hope they do. I also think that like they probably thought Dude. through really thoroughly the I'm decision not, to break up. So yeah, I'm not rich enough to see whatever tour that they would come back to. That shit would I be would, so in high I would, demand. I'd be like drop. I would drop as much money as I, I would had also. To. I, would, I, I mean, I'm in that. I'm in that mindset. Mindset, but like, I'm thinking like it's gone in like a minute, and people are like, yeah, scalping two three thousand dollars for this ticket. I feel like yeah. ticket scalping has really dropped. A little bit, not entirely, but like it's not as bad as it used to be. It used to be really bad, but like it's still bad. Like someone was selling a Bonnaroo general admission for six hundred. Someone was selling, yeah. um, like Austin City Limits sold out week one in forty five minutes, and people were like automatically selling them for mm. like triple their worth. But um, and yeah, like, Daft Punk, you'd have to be like on it. Like then, those, that yeah, shit would I be absolutely would it, be. Yeah, like that, <laughs> like, but I also think I don't know. Out, like, dude. if they did a reunion thing, I think they would do the same thing they did with Alive 07, where they're just like, you know what, everything is festival. We don't want people to like, you know, blame us for scalpers. So it's all on the festival. We would play sick festivals. If it was festivals. That's fine. We, it, 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 more like, people get to see him. More people would bigger, get to see them because higher capacity, and you know, more people would get to like learn who they are because mm-hmm. you know. If you don't know who Daft Punk is at this point, that's weird, but like... <laughs> hey, if you're listening to this podcast, you got this far and you don't know who Daft Punk is, <laughs> like, what they're the a good fuck? band. <laughs> but, it, you know... So it, they're robots, but they're human after all. <laughs> yes. But, you know, it, it would be cool to see that shit in an arena like you were talking about, Trevor, but I, I, I feel like with the risk of scalpers, they would rather not be blamed for it. Probably. So I think they would just do what they did last time and just festival dude yeah. you'd have like it's fine like, by me you'd straight up have people camping on the street dude it'd be like it'd be insane dude yeah. people like like i remember i got to lala 2015 at like 9 a.m gates open at 11 for paul mccartney so that i could be front row and that was really cool but there was like barely anyone there at nine there would be people camping out outside the festival gates overnight you yeah. are exactly right to try and be front and if it were time. like not a festival it was in a stadium like people Dude, would there were there were like when i saw like, radiohead um in 2018 like yeah. when i was leaving the after party um in philadelphia there were already people sitting outside the arena why at like one in the morning Damn. i was like what the fuck is this yeah like i get it but also yeah it'd be yikes it'd be cutthroat seriously yeah i would i would absolutely like i would try to be where i normally am at the main stage of lala i'm just like thinking about Lollapalooza, but it like i would try to be in front of the sound booth but not all the way up front because mm-hmm. that would be almost impossible and that would take hours to get yeah. there hey, like, rail, rail riding rail riding is a cutthroat industry it really is mm-hmm. Like I have the utmost respect for people who rail ride, yeah. like, and especially cause you have to get through the whole day with like barely any snacks and barely any water and barely any bathroom yeah. breaks or anything like, but I don't know. Is there like another act that you could think of where there'd be as much demand if they came back for a tour other than people who have died? No. Yeah. yeah that, I, not that I can think of that are still alive. Yeah. Like that'd be ridiculous. It'd be crazy. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I can't think of anyone. But uh, I think they I think probably will come back and do stuff, though. I yeah, I don't. Point. I just I feel like they're gonna do something again at yeah. some point. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe we'll I'm wrong. See. I hope I'm wrong. I hope also, I'm right. Though, actually, yeah, I, I hope, hope you're I'm right. right. Mm. But yeah, that's uh. Sorry, what did you have? Oh, I was just gonna make a comment. It's like kind of hard because it's like things are so weird with like sampling and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like the music industry is kind of turned on that, where it's like if they were gonna make a discovery, just the amount of paperwork. You know, yeah, it's like it's like a whole thing. It's like I feel like that's why they kind of shied away with like the back end of their career has like no sampling in it. Yeah, that's true. So yeah. like, it's like, do they get back to their roots and just deal with all that, or like, right. I don't know. It's I don't know how all that stuff would work nowadays because like I don't know. New Avalanche's record has a lot of sampling, like of older yeah. stuff on it. Shit yeah, like that. I guess you can still do yeah. it, but I think that's where we're gonna leave it because I have yeah. to go to work like immediately. Um, <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. Rest in peace, Daft Punk, Tomas, and Guy Manuel. We love you. We appreciate you guys. If you're listening to this, maybe come back in like 10 years. I come back in 10 <laughs> years. I would I would cry um, if they like yeah. if they were listening to us, I would I would absolutely cry. It would be like grown men and like all the kids, you know, our children would be like, What's what's the big deal? So you don't understand. Uh, their, their accents are insulting <laughs> to me and to Georgia. <laughs> yeah, no, good shit. That though. bit about the yeah. Smiths and the Shawshank Redemption, that was funny. That was I funny. Like that. that was funny. <laughs> oh, okay, peace and All love, right. everybody. See yep. you guys. Right, bye bye. Thanks for the Bye-bye. Ringo reference.